right, my check one two one two, my check one two one two, and good evening, guys. Welcome to yet another insightful and exciting episode of the Big Review, brought to you by um, Three Music TV, and then this is um, an offshoot product um, of the Daily Breakfast Show, Daily Entertainment Breakfast Show on uh, Three Music TV, known as Culture Daily. We like to call this the Culture Daily Extra. And uh, we'll be looking to bring you some um, exciting conversations on this and every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. It's been a while since we came together to have a conversation. And that's because we often like to um, have productive and progressive conversations that really, really, really um, gives us the opportunity to have better understanding and insight when it comes to the trending issues. We are looking to... Um, bridge the gap that um, the sensationalism of our intimate space have constantly, constantly bastardized when it comes to serious matters. And so we we, we look to, you know, approach um, these trending entertainment topics or issues with the right um, insights and the right wisdom and education to, to help us understand. So for some of you, what we are going to discuss is going to be new to you. For some of you, you already know this, but you could always add on to what you already know. And that's why I make sure that the panel members are handpicked, selected to make sure that, you know, um, information is shared as it were um, if you were to be in the in the, in the classroom. So um, today, I'm very, very humbled to have my, my brother who I've been doing this with since um, we started this um, conversation of these spaces. Atu Kilson, he's already here. I'm waiting for Chu, Chumisi, and then uh, Kofi Bitmenis to to join me. But I see my brother Randy here as well. I'm sure Randy would definitely want to chime in as well. Another loaded, loaded, loaded individual when it comes to the space and the conversation we're about to have. But in the meantime, let me say hi to my brother Atu. Atu, how you doing? I'm doing well, bro. How are I'm doing you? Well, thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. Nice, nice to to have you back. On the space, it's been a while. Nice back, yeah, it's been yeah, a minute. Sometimes it's good to just take a step back and then accommodate some some knowledge, you know, acquire some more insights. Just keep quiet and look at what's happening. <laughs> and I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure this this is a a good time to to come and then pour out on what we we've noticed and what we've seen. Um, I told is a host of um, the Fourth Avenue podcast. You guys can go check him out. And follow him while she at it. Amazing writer, amazing podcaster, has a lot of insights in this um, music business. He's also a PR um, expert. So those of you who are looking for a communications expert in the PR aspect, you can you can check out Atos Works, and then you can always thank me, thank me later. Um, let me see if I can get uh, let me see if I can get Chumisi to join us. Uh, all right, guys. In the meantime, please do want to share the link. Uh, I'll borrow the words of uh, Pastor Elvis Ajeman and the uh, Chief Affairian, who often would use the share the link tagline. Please use the opportunity to share the link so that someone who may need this conversation or may need this insights can tune in and, uh, you know, write something down. You may never know when you would be approached or met with, you know, questions like what we are about to answer. And then you, you stand a chance of being in that that bridge, you know. Because we realize that some of the things that 
really, really worry our industry's lack of knowledge. So when you are here, um, you have the opportunity to to be that bridge, you know, and you also get to be the the salt, you know. Uh, and yes, <laughs> if there's anything to go by. Anyway, so please watch, share the link, and um, let someone join in. Uh, whilst I wait for my two other guests to be a part of the show. Quickly, I just want to say that the Culture Daily is an entertainment breakfast show that comes your way every Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., hosted by um, Jay Foley and co-hosted by myself, Cyril, um, Lenny Lomote, and um, sometimes you see um, a in there as well. So from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., total leadership conversations um, concerning the entertainment industry in Ghana and Africa and beyond the continent. And we, we, we look to, uh, to attempt or we attempt to, um, you know, speak to issues that matter. And hopefully that would bring us to uh, a very good end. Matter of fact, that's why we're actually here tonight, because this conversation seems not to go away. But we'll try, we'll try and break it down. If anybody has Jimmy's number or if anybody um, could reach out to Jimmy C, I don't know, I've been trying to get to him, but for some reason it's been difficult. If anybody can reach out to Jimmy C, I'll be really, really glad to have him come on. Because in the meantime, I, thought, I think because of time, let's let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so, I mean, we are obviously here for one for one reason, for one purpose. And that's the fact that we, I think it's a conversation that has been recycled over and over again. This isn't the first time we're going to have this conversation. But for the benefit of those who are pretty much alien to, to this discovery. The last time I saw um, Ghanaians go on the ring or on a rampage when it, when it came to the rankings on, you know, Apple Music, um, top 100 Ghana charts, um, that was because D Black had posted... A screenshot of the rankings until we had a black hole dropping an album to more or less remove <laughs> you know or shall i say eject uh quote-unquote illegal tenants of the chat but let me just pick your your quick thoughts on on on, the, on this before we can get into the, the the problem you know into detail what was your what was your initial remark or your initial response when you saw the chat with no Ghanaian song in, in the first 10. I'm even told it goes as as low as the first 20. <laughs> but what was your Yeah, I, I think in the whole top 100, in the whole top 100, there are only three Ghanaian songs wow. in the entire top 100. So that's, that's a bit embarrassing. But I mean, I think it would, I, was, I was speaking to someone on Thursday and he told me it might even get to a point where there might not even be a Ghanaian song in the top 100 at all. But for me personally, I feel this conversation has been recycled over and over again. It's like it comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And it it proves the point that we probably haven't found um, a permanent solution to the problem. And as I've always been saying on this space, if it looks like most of our problems here in Ghana are due to a lack of knowledge. Like there's a very big knowledge gap between what we are supposed to know and how we are supposed to solve problems and what we know at a certain point in time. And this afternoon I put out a tweet and, and I was basically saying it's because most people 
in the music industry or even the consumers themselves, the fans, don't have an idea of who the individual key players of the music music industry are. Therefore, it makes it difficult to hold certain people accountable when things are not going right. And also making it difficult to um, um, kind of advocate for certain people to do the right thing. When this issue came up, as usual, we like to point fingers where we are not supposed to. So again, the artists would blame the fans for not streaming the music, for not buying the music. The fans will blame the artists for not putting out quality music. But again, we would have to look at the the product, which is the music, the brand, which is the artist, and then the industry as a whole, and try and connect the dots between these three things to try and see where the problem actually is. And when you look when you when you look carefully at it, you find out that every single one that has a role to play in, in this is at fault. When you look on the artist side, probably they haven't created uh, a level of brand equity where they've been able to develop some value to register in the minds of the music consumers for them to always be like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to listen to a Sarkodier song. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to listen to an EL song. When I sit in my church, I'm going to listen to a Shatawali song. That hasn't really happened. And then you look on uh, um, um, at, the, at the music side again, and you find out that, okay, probably these allegations about or these remarks about the music not being quality is true to an extent. And then you look at the industry as a whole and you see that, okay, there are few key players who aren't doing what they are supposed to do. And so I think our, our consumerism in Ghana, which cuts across all industries and every single thing, is is not really well informed because I, I I can give an example to illustrate this. Imagine you've bought a car, you buy a car from the dealership. So maybe you buy um um a Mercedes Benz from Silver Star, and then you say that okay, you spent so much money, you spent your entire savings to buy this car. So if you wake up in the morning, you won't check the level your oil is at, you won't check your cooling system, you won't check your water system. Because you've paid so much money, you are expecting Silver Star to come and do that for you. If you are on the road and something happens, who is that? Who, who is it going to happen to? And who is going to bear the brunt of whatever is going to happen on the road? You are the same person going to going to bear the brand. So I think as music consumers, we need to move away from just being the people who sit back and enjoy the music. But we also need to take active interest in certain things that come together to make the music available to us to enjoy as well. So for me, I I I think if we would have if, if we'll be able to solve this problem, which goes and comes every single time, we would have to close that knowledge gap, get accustomed to the various factors, the various actors, and try and see who we can hold accountable, what we can do, which would inform coming up with a permanent solution to the problem moving forward. So 
I, I, I hear you talk about permanent solution a lot, but do you think with where we are right now, do you think that and how fast, you know, um, technology and, you know, even the music industry, how fast it's evolving in several, uh, you know, um, departments and several phases. Uh, I always feel like, or I always think that as Ghanaians, even in a creative sphere, we're always late to the party. So is it really a permanent solution we are looking for? Why don't we try and play catch up first before we find a permanent solution? I mean, you are, you are going to be able to play catch up in the course of you finding a permanent solution. And let me give you an example. In the early 90s, in the late 90s and early 2000s, even leading up to the 2010s, Nigerian music wasn't really at the forefront. But then they found a way to create a permanent solution. The permanent solution they created was that they realized there are a lot of Nigerians scattered all around the world. And there are a lot of people in Nigeria as well. So what's the progressive solution to the fact that our songs are not being played or made mention of? If we are able to mobilize all these people in the country and around the world, we'll be able to create a united front. And so they formed a coalition, a coalition of OAPs, a coalition of people who were in various industries, people who were in various rooms, DJs, um, show promoters, booking agents, all that. And that was because they became accustomed to the fact that there are different actors in the industry. And if they are able to identify these actors and bring them together, they would be able to um, put up a united front and also have like a more effective approach to solving the problem. And that was their first step. That was a permanent solution that they, they, they wanted to, they posed as a solution to the problem. And in that, in, in that process, they've been able to have different iterations of how their industry is moving ahead now. They are not just topping charts. They are selling out shows. They are not just selling out shows. They are having high-profile features. They are not just having high-profile features. They are doing a lot with their music, sync license and all that, securing investment opportunities, getting securing marketing budgets and so on just because of one permanent solution that they found. So it's, it's more about prioritizing what needs to be done. Well, you have to definitely start from somewhere. And if, you, if, if we try to make that start, it would, you see, you made mention of the fact that with respect to the creative industry, we are kind of slow at advancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what draws us back. The fact that we we think okay, and um, this is too big to do. So you know, let me take it one step at a time. No, sometimes you have to put that aside and take the risk and do the do the do the job, do the the very difficult job. If you're able to move the very big muscle out of the way, you'll be able to do the smaller things that come along the way. So I think we have to, and again, that's that's a thing. We have to stop making excuses and rather do the work. Hmm. All right, stop making excuses and rather do the work. I, I'll, I'll come to you on that. But Jimmy C has joined us. Jimmy C is the founder of um, Spark Ghana. For those of you who do not know Spark Ghana, you can go check it out on his page and his profile. But he's also a well-learned, um, versed, um, you know, um, 
music journalist. Um, sometimes I like to think he's a music executive, even though he would want to be humble with it. But Chimizi, welcome. And thanks for joining us um, on tonight's space. I think it's the first time you're joining us. But I want to say a big thank you and a big welcome. Thank you very much. Great. Great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I don't know if you've been paying attention to the conversation or following the conversation since we started, but Ato has been on this tangent um, since we started about um, we finding a permanent solution um, just so that we could more or less turn the tides into our favor. What do you make of it? And you want to tie in your opening remarks to the conversation we're having. Uh, hello? Sorry, I lost you for a while. Can you just, can you just say it again? Okay. Yes. Can you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello? Mic check. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me now? Okay, I think, I think Jimmy is struggling with his internet. Can you hear me now? Jimmy Okay. Hello? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I think I think Chimisi is struggling with his this uh, connection. Um, we'll try again and see if it's going to be stable. Okay, we've lost him. Ato, so I, I I get to continue with you. Now you, you talked about um, permanent solution. So you you used the um, the example where Nigerians um, at some point in time had to bring everybody on board, had everybody you know, um, being some kind of alignment. What is stop, What is actually stopping us from doing the same? Because as far as I'm concerned, everybody wants the best for the industry. I mean, okay, hold on. Before you you, you continue, Chumisi, can you hear me now? Hello, okay. can you Chumisi, hear me? Still, I, can you, I can hear yeah. you. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear yes, me? I can. It's much better. Fantastic. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So, I don't know. Did you get my last question? No, no. Can we... Okay. Right. So I'm saying that um, since we started, um, we, we, we are looking to, before we get into the whole streaming charts, rankings and yeah. whatnot, we, we are looking at the whole dominance of Nigerian music in our region and what we are doing wrong. And is it, is it a matter of um, the sound not being good enough? Is it our production? Is it what's, what's all this, you know, craze that has, you know, captured Ghanaian so much that even when we are supporting our own, it's not strong enough to appear in certain conversations. Um, I do believe that we need a permanent solution, just as Nigerians did some time ago, where they had their um, their producers, their OEPs, their journalists, whoever is be, whoever is part of the uh, the the what you call the ecosystem, you know, to be in alignment, some kind of alignment, so that they push the Nigerian music agenda. And I wanted to find out from you. Um, do you think that the permanent solution is something that we truly need or we need to just play catch-up for now and find our way out somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the, for the question.
right, my check one two one two, my check one two one two, and good evening, guys. Welcome to yet another insightful and exciting episode of the Big Review, brought to you by um, Three Music TV, and then this is um, an offshoot product um, of the Daily Breakfast Show, Daily Entertainment Breakfast Show on uh, Three Music TV, known as Culture Daily. We like to call this the Culture Daily Extra. And uh, we'll be looking to bring you some um, exciting conversations on this and every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. It's been a while since we came together to have a conversation. And that's because we often like to um, have productive and progressive conversations that really, really, really um, gives us the opportunity to have better understanding and insight when it comes to the trending issues. We are looking to... Um, bridge the gap that um, the sensationalism of our intimate space have constantly, constantly bastardized when it comes to serious matters. And so we we, we look to, you know, approach um, these trending entertainment topics or issues with the right um, insights and the right wisdom and education to, to help us understand. So for some of you, what we are going to discuss is going to be new to you. For some of you, you already know this, but you could always add on to what you already know. And that's why I make sure that the panel members are handpicked, selected to make sure that, you know, um, information is shared as it were, um, if you were to be in the in the, in the classroom. So um, today, I'm very, very humbled to have my, my brother who I've been doing this with since um, we started this um, conversation of these spaces. Atu Kielsen, he's already here. I'm waiting for Chum, Chumisi, and then uh, Kofi Bitmenis to, to join me. But I see my brother Randy here as well. I'm sure Randy would definitely want to chime in as well. Another loaded, loaded, loaded individual when it comes to the space and the conversation I want to have. But in the meantime, let me say hi to my brother Atu. Atu, how you doing? I'm doing well, bro. How, how are, are you? Well, thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. Nice, nice to, to have you back. On the space, it's been a while. Nice back, yeah, it's been yeah, a minute. Sometimes it's good to just take a step back and then accommodate some some knowledge, you know, acquire some more insights. Just keep quiet and look at what's happening. <laughs> and I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure this this is a a good time to to come and then pour out on what we we've noticed and what we've seen. Um, I told is a host of um, Fourth Avenue podcast. You guys can go check him out. And follow him while you're at it. Amazing writer, amazing podcaster, has a lot of insights in this um, music business. He's also a PR um, expert. So those of you who are looking for a communications expert in the PR aspect, you can you can check out Atos Works, and then you can always thank me, thank me later. Um, let me see if I can get. Uh, let me see if I can get Chumisi to join us. Uh, all right, guys. In the meantime, please do want to share the link. Uh, I'll bring the words of uh, Pastor Elvis Ajeman and the uh, Chief Affairian, who often would use the share the link tagline. Please use the opportunity to share the link so that someone who may need this conversation or may need this insights can tune in and, uh, you know, write something down. You may never know when you would be approached or met with, you know, questions like what we are about to answer. And then you, you stand a chance of being in that that bridge, you know. Because we realize that some of the things that 
really, really worry our industry's lack of knowledge. So when you are here, um, you have the opportunity to to be that bridge, you know, and you also get to be the the salt, you know. Uh, and yes, <laughs> if there's anything to go by. Anyway, so please do watch, share the link, and um, let someone join in. Uh, whilst I wait for my two other guests to be a part of the show. Quickly, I just want to say that the Culture Daily is an entertainment breakfast show that comes your way every Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., hosted by um, Jay Foley and co-hosted by myself, Cyril, um, Lenny Lomote, and um, sometimes you see um in there as well. So from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., total leadership conversations um, concerning the entertainment industry in Ghana and Africa and beyond the continent. And we, we, we look to, uh, to attempt or we attempt to, um, you know, speak to issues that matter. And hopefully that would bring us to uh, a very good end. Matter of fact, that's why we're actually here tonight, because this conversation seems not to go away. But we'll try, we'll try and break it down. If anybody has Jimmy's number or if anybody um, could reach out to Jimmy C, I don't know, I've been trying to get to him, but for some reason it's been difficult. If anybody can reach out to Jimmy C, I'll be really, really glad to have him come on. Because in the meantime, I, thought, I think because of time, let's let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so, I mean, we're obviously here for one, for one reason, for one purpose. And that's the fact that we, I think it's a conversation that has been recycled over and over again. This isn't the first time we're going to have this conversation. But for the benefit of those who are pretty much alien to, to this discovery. The last time I saw um, Ghanaians go on the ring or on a rampage when it he, when he came to the rankings on, you know, Apple Music, um, top 100 Ghana charts, um, that was because D Black had posted a screenshot of the rankings until we had um, Blacko dropping an album to more or less remove, <laughs> you know, or shall I say eject, uh, quote-unquote, illegal tenants of the chat. But let me just pick your, your quick thoughts on on on, the, on this before we even get into the, 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 the problem, you know, into detail. What was your What was your initial remark? or your initial response when you saw the chat with no Ghanaian song in, in the first 10? I'm even told it goes as as low as the first 20. <laughs> but what was your Yeah, I, I think in the whole top 100, in the whole top 100, there are only three Ghanaian songs wow. in the entire top 100. So that's, that's a bit embarrassing. But, I mean, I think it would, I, was, I was speaking to someone on Thursday, and he told me it might even get to a point where there might not even be a Ghanaian song in the top 100 at all. But for me personally, I feel this conversation has been recycled over and over again. It's like it comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And it it proves the point that we probably haven't found um, a permanent solution to the problem. And as I've always been saying on this space, if it looks like most of our problems here in Ghana are due to a lack of knowledge. Like there's a very big knowledge gap between what we are supposed to know and how we are supposed to solve problems and what we know at a certain point in time. And this afternoon I put out a tweet and, and I was basically saying it's because most people 
in the music industry or even the consumers themselves, the fans, don't have an idea of who the individual key players of the music music industry are. Therefore, it makes it difficult to hold certain people accountable when things are not going right. And also making it difficult to um, um, kind of advocate for certain people to do the right thing. When this issue came up, as usual, we like to point fingers where we are not supposed to. So again, the artists would blame the fans for not streaming the music, for not buying the music. The fans will blame the artists for not putting out quality music. But again, we would have to look at the the product, which is the music, the brand, which is the artist, and then the industry as a whole, and try and connect the dots between these three things to try and see where the problem actually is. And when you look when you when you look carefully at it, you find out that every single one that has a role to play in, in this is at fault. When you look on the artist side, probably they haven't created uh, a level of brand equity where they've been able to develop some value to register in the minds of the music consumers for them to always be like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to listen to a Sarkodie song. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to listen to an EL song. When I sit in my church, I'm going to listen to a Shatawali song. That hasn't really happened. And then you look on uh, um, um, at, the, at the music side again, and you find out that, okay, probably these allegations about or these remarks about the music not being quality is true to an extent. And then you look at the industry as a whole and you see that, okay, there are few key players who aren't doing what they are supposed to do. And so I think our, our consumerism in Ghana, which cuts across all industries and every single thing, is is not really well informed because I, I I can give an example to illustrate this. Imagine you've bought a car, you buy a car from the dealership. So maybe you buy um um a Mercedes Benz from Silver Star, and then you say that okay, you spent so much money, you spent your entire savings to buy this car. So if you wake up in the morning, you won't check the level your oil is at, you won't check your cooling system, you won't check your water system. Because you've paid so much money, you are expecting Silverstar to come and do that for you. If you are on the road and something happens, who is that? who is it going to happen to? And who is going to bear the brunt of whatever is going to happen on the road? You are the same person going to, going to bear the brunt. So I think as music consumers, we need to move away from just being the people who sit back and enjoy the music. But we also need to take active interest in certain things that come together to make the music available to us to enjoy as well. So for me, I I I think if we would have if, if we'll be able to solve this problem, which goes and comes every single time, we would have to close that knowledge gap, get accustomed to the various factors, the various actors, and try and see who we can hold accountable, what we can do, which would inform coming up with a permanent solution to the problem moving forward. So 
Those are I, I, hear, I hear you talk about permanent solution a lot, but do you think with where we are right now, do you think that and how fast, you know, um, technology and, you know, even the music industry, how fast it's evolving in several, uh, you know, um, departments and several faces. Uh, I always feel like, or I always think that as Ghanaians, even in a creative sphere, we're always late to the party. So is it really a permanent solution we are looking for? Why don't we try and play catch up first before we find a permanent solution? I mean, you are, you are going to be able to play catch up in the course of you finding a permanent solution. And let me give you an example. In the early 90s, in the late 90s and early 2000s, even leading up to the 2010s, Nigerian music wasn't really at the forefront. But then they found a way to create a permanent solution. The permanent solution they created was that they realized there are a lot of Nigerians scattered all around the world. And there are a lot of people in Nigeria as well. So what's a progressive solution to the fact that our songs are not being played or made mention of? If we are able to mobilize all these people in the country and around the world, we'll be able to create a united front. And so they formed a coalition, a coalition of OAPs, a coalition of people who were in various industries, people who were in various rooms, DJs, um, show promoters, booking agents, all that. And that was because they became accustomed to the fact that there are different actors in the industry. And if they are able to identify these actors and bring them together, they would be able to um, put up a united front and also have like a more effective approach to solving the problem. And that was their first step. That was a permanent solution that they, they, they wanted to, they posed as a solution to the problem. And in that, in, in that process, they've been able to have different iterations of how their industry is moving ahead now. They are not just topping charts. They are selling out shows. They are not just selling out shows. They are having high-profile features. They are not just having high-profile features. They are doing a lot with their music, sync license and all that, securing investment opportunities, getting securing marketing budgets and so on just because of one permanent solution that they found. So it's, it's more about prioritizing what needs to be done. Well, you have to definitely start from somewhere. And if, you, if, if we try to make that start, it would, you see, you made mention of the fact that with respect to the creative industry, we are kind of slow at advancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what draws us back. The fact that we we think, okay, and um, this is too big to do, so you know, let me take it one step at a time. No, sometimes you have to put that aside and take the risk and do the do the do the job, do the the very difficult job. If you're able to move the very big muscle out of the way, you'll be able to do the smaller things that come along the way. So I think we have to, and again, that's that's a thing. We have to stop making excuses and rather do the work. Hmm. All right, stop making excuses and rather do the work. I, I'll, I'll come to you on that. But Jimmy C has joined us. Jimmy C is the founder of uh, Spark Ghana. For those of you who do not know Spark Ghana, you can go check it out on his page and his profile. But he's also a well-learned, um, versed, um, you know, um, 
music journalist. Um, I, sometimes I like to think he's a music executive, even though he would want to be humble with it. But Chimizi, welcome. And thanks for joining us um, on tonight's space. I think it's the first time you're joining us. But I want to say a big thank you and a big welcome. Thank you very much. Great. Great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I don't know if you've been paying attention to the conversation or following the conversation since we started, but Ato has been on this tangent um, since we started about um, we finding a permanent solution um, just so that we could more or less turn the tides into our favor. What do you make of it? And you want to tie in your opening remarks to the conversation we're having. Hello? Sorry, I lost you for a while. Can you just, can you just say it again? Okay. Yes. Can you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello? Mic check. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me now? Okay, I think, I think Jimmy is struggling with his internet. Can you hear me now? Jimmy Okay. Hello? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I think I think Chimisi is struggling with his uh, his connection. Um, we'll try again and see if it's going to be stable. Okay, we've lost him. Ato, so I, I I get to continue with you. Now you, you talked about um, permanent solution. So you you used the um, the example where Nigerians um, at some point in time had to bring everybody on board, have everybody you know, um, being some kind of alignment. What is stop- what is actually stopping us from doing the same? Because as far as I'm concerned, everybody wants the best for the industry. I mean, okay, hold on. Before you you, you continue, Chumisi, can you hear me now? Okay. Hello, can you hear me? Too, I, can you- I can hear yeah. you. I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear yes, me? I can. It's much better. Fantastic. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So, I don't know. Did you get my last question? No, no. Can we? Okay. Right. So I'm saying that um, since we started, um, we, we, we are looking to, before we get into the whole streaming chart rankings and yeah. whatnot, we, we are looking at the whole dominance of Nigerian music in our region and what we are doing wrong. And is it, is it a matter of um, the sound not being good enough? Is it our production? Is it what's, what's all this, you know, craze that has, you know, captured Ghanaian so much that even when we are supporting our own, it's not strong enough to appear in certain conversations. Um, I do believe that we need... Structures or not, right? It, we have to look at it, you know, at various levels. Right from top, right down to the individual. Right down to the individual. Hmm. Oh, Lily, you were the one who called me. Charlie, bro, have you heard Stoneboy's new single? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. What song Therapy. was it? Therapy. Have you heard Stoneboy sound that good? That was my first time hearing the sound good. That's what happens when you work with professionals. Our, our, our guys in the studios don't want to learn. You call yourself an audio engineer. If I ask you what the, the frequency response of your mixing room is, can you tell me? Then you're not an audio engineer. You're a gimmick. That's what you are. And I'm not saying this to bash anybody. We all have to be accountable. Because I'll give you a clap. One of the most lucrative ways to make money and to get your name out there is through licensing opportunities and sync places, right? In the world mm-hmm. of sync... The technical specifications for deliverables be extremely high and very strict. Do you know by virtue of those technical specifications alone, like 98% of Ghanaian artists, there are songs no go mixing. That is a serious problem. Oh yes, I'm telling you. You can put this on record. I work in film. I know what I'm telling you. Recently, somebody sent their new single, It's Not Out Yet. And they had wanted me to do like a spatial audio version of it, like a, a Dolby Atmos mix and master. 
And I had to call the person politely and say, Charlie, I can't work with the material you've given me because right from recording, not even mixing and mastering, right? The levels are way off. I can't salvage the situation. It's basically showing up at my door with rotten uh, lemons and telling me, Charlie, make the good lemonade I tasted the other day. It's impossible. I'm not a magician. My capabilities have limits. It's impossible, right? The person now thought it was a thing about budget or what, no, no, no. I said, nah, you know what, come sit down. And I put it through the pipeline and all the meters went red. And I said, you see what this is? It's a warning sign. Because I can lie to you, do a, a Dolby Atmos version, give it to you, all the DSPs will reject it. Apple Music will reject it. Uh, um, Tidal will reject it. Um, Amazon Music will reject it. Why? Kovi, hold, hold, hold that thought for a second. Let me, let me bring... Um... Nabeni. Nabeni is a Grammy-nominated producer. He's worked the likes of uh, Kanye West, Drake, Nas, The Game, Miguel, just just name it. Um, he's Ghanaian, and um, I would want to pick his thoughts on, on this conversation. Nabeni, good evening. I don't know if you are in Ghana or you're in the States, but good evening from Ghana. Yo, what's up? What's up? I'm back in, uh, I'm back in the States. I'm about awesome. to head, head to LA in like the next hour. Okay. Uh, hopefully, we can bro about 15 minutes to 20 minutes of your time. Um, for this conversation, um, I don't know if you've been doing the listening, but um, just just quick thoughts on the conversation we're having so far, and then I'll I'll get personal if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, I kind of just tapped in, but uh, yeah, I think really the only thing I heard was about how you were saying some sound engineers or whatever don't want to learn the tricks and trades. I don't think it's that. I feel like it's more so they don't know what they need to do. And on top of that, as far as them advancing the sound when it comes to music, um, Ganyans aren't really, I've, I don't know if they're not ready or they just want to stay in their own lane with the same sound. Because I know even back in like 2018 when I was coming out there and I was trying to just experiment and do new stuff with the sound, nobody was really receptive to it. And then Nigerians ended up doing the same thing a year or two later and it's it's just i don't know it's just funny i just feel like ganyan sometimes are just in their own way when it comes to the music and also nigerians are willing to take risks a lot more than ganyans are which is also another reason why they're ahead outside of them having so many nigerians in the industry putting on other nigerians like even in the states all the all the Africans that I know that are in the industry are all Nigerians. So, but I mean, it makes sense. Like, there's a bigger Nigerian population for one, and for two, they put on their people. And so, as for that aspect, it makes sense. But I just feel like as Ghanians, just got to be more experimental with the sound and stuff like that. Because Stoneboy, I feel like Stoneboy is one of the only Ghanians that actually get it. Like. During Grammy weekend, he was like probably one of two or three Ghanians are actually in the States. And we worked together on like four or five songs the whole week he was in L.A. And the stuff that we have sounds nothing like anything else that Ghanians have. But Stoneboy understands that. He knows what he needs to do in order to push the sound forward and advance to the next level. So don't, don't you don't you think don't you think the conversation is more of access and opportunity? Because if you look at Stoneboy, um, you know, not to take away his hard work, Stoneboy has been grinding for time, you know, um, but one will argue that, you know, ever since he got the backing of the the label, I mean whatever he was supposed to do, um, you know, 
that may may have taken a longer time to achieve. The label have the label has made it easy to 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 do that. And uh, also talking about the experimental of the sound, um, I am very much aware of young producers who are who are doing that, but they just haven't really gotten the amplification that the other ones have. So how do we how do we bridge that gap? Are you speaking as far as the young producers trying to get to the bigger artists or as far as like No, it's actually, it's actually it's actually a two in one question. So I was talking about the Stoneboy bit where you know you mentioned that he came to the US and everything. So that's a conversation of access and opportunity. You know, do you think do you think if the Ghanaian art uh, artists or the A-list artists have the same opportunities as Stoneboy um, had or have, it would be we would be able to level the playing ground. Listen, I'll say this: Americans are coming to Ghana. Me and my boy uh, Firstborn literally threw a camp in Ghana in December for like a week, and we brought some of the top songwriters. Mm. We flew some of the top songwriters and another uh, producer out there, and these people have worked with SZA, written for Beyonce, written for. Rihanna, like a bunch of people, and even the the people, even like the A list Ghanaian artists that I reached out to, Stoneboy was the only one that pulled up, and I'm just like, we're trying to give you guys free record, like we're not even charging y'all for this, like we spent our own money out of our own pocket to bring, because that's how much faith and belief I have in Ghana, and that's a risk that we had to take because we put up thousands of dollars to make sure that everybody was good we put up money for the studio we put up money to make sure that our songwriters and artists were taking or songwriters and producers were taken care of and all people had to do was just show up to the camp some people you know for the most part a lot of people showed up like you feel me like Kwame P. that's my boy he was there uh Kofi Mole showed up Stoneboy as I said showed up you know, a bunch of other artists. Uh, we so have basically, one last thing. So basically, what you're saying is, out of the A-list artists we probably hail from here, Stoneboy was the only A-list artist that showed up. The rest were just, you know, you know, mid-tier or shall I say, um, future stars. Yeah, but for the A-list artists that I did reach out to, you know, some were like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll come," and then never heard from them. And then wow. you know, others at least had the decency to say, like, you know, they had other obligations and they wouldn't make it so that i respect but you know it is what it is i don't know i don't know if like they probably just didn't understand the concept of what we're trying to do or if they just i honestly don't know because for us we have songwriting camps all the time in the states like rihanna has had twenty thousand songwriting camps working on her album for the last i don't know how many years i've been to like three or four of them but it's like every artist has a whole bunch of camps. But we wanted to do a songwriting camp and cultural exchange. And honestly, we're going to continue to keep doing it every year. So, yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, thank you for that. Um, I'll get back to you. I've been joined by the Honorable himself for soon coming Honorable. Uh, congratulations on your uh, filing for, um, you know, uh, MP. Uh, and that is Baba Sadiq Abdullahi. Uh, he's my former CEO. Uh, three music networks. Um, he's he's had a, a fantastic run in the media space. Baba, good evening and welcome to to our space. It's, it's an honor to have you on our space for the for the first time. I know you're very busy, but thanks for joining us. Good evening, Oliver. <coughs> thank you, thank you so much. It's been a while I've engaged on industrial matters. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I'm happy you are here because uh, sometimes I would like to have 
a balanced conversation for those in out in, inside and outside the game so that we, we are able to understand where the problem is. I, I mean, Nabeen just shared something that has just broken my heart right now because you're always looking for solutions. You're, you're always looking for help. You're looking for an extended hand. And to hear such feedback, does it right. really tell us the, the true identity of our music industry that we don't care? And we just complain when we, when we feel comfortable. Well, I mean, um, glad that Nana Benin shared. I remember last year when he came in, uh, when I was um, active at Three Music, we had some few conversations. <clears throat> Unfortunately, by the time he came back, I was neck deep in political activities. I couldn't have some time for him. But um, we discussed a whole lot regarding how we could um, drive the thought leadership of industry up. Um, I've always been maintained. I've always maintained that. <clears throat> the thought leadership of industry is, is almost non-existent. And sometimes that informs some of these things. Um, you know very well that my position, particularly on the morning show of um, 3 Music, has always been that it shouldn't drop the ball and it shouldn't discuss the mundane issues that existing media platforms like to have. Because we, we sat back and realized that for about 20 years, it's been the same conversations with nobody moving the needle or elevating the conversation. And it's the same goddamn ignorant people that get opportunity to educate people on radio and on TV, <clears throat> you know. And and it asks me so much that these days I didn't because, and I've look. It's almost been I've within the last two to three months I've always been speaking to directors on media, programming directors on media houses, and tell them that we've got to the point you need to move these youngsters that have become listen active listeners or users of media content today are super exposed. They're looking, they are listening to podcasts, they are they are researching on their own, they are reading, they are available materials and everything. And so automatically, when they listen to your stations and so-called industry people are dropping the ball, they know and they can tune off, you know. And so now more than ever, unlike before, we're discussing the sensitive and titillating issues and not doing things right was there was the currency. Now it's gone. Look, there are three levels of industry today, right? Three levels of industry. There are the over 20, over 10-year-olds in industry veterans who do not have an understanding of the today and the future of the industry, who are still being given access to microphones to denigrate and run down everything without any solution whatsoever. And them, they don't even understand and know what's going on. Then there are those that came to meet the over 20-year-olds, right? That... Um, in the middle between these old ones and then the youngsters, the Gen Zs today, that understand exactly what they're about, that are working in the industry and are working with all these international brands and understand the today and the future of the industry and their move, right? And then there's the last group, these Gen Zs that have found themselves working for, or some millennials that have found themselves working for the Boom Place, the Spotify's, the One RPM, the Ditos, and then do a lot of work and listen to a lot of these podcasts who understand the today and the future of the industry, right? And so, and these youngsters are the ones that have a lot of believing. I'm glad that Chumisi is here. Within the week, in between my busy schedules, I saw him truly break it down in the ways it works and how these foreign music that get that. Look, I saw you write that it is not the true reflection of what happens. That is not accurate. Everything that you see is being charted are the same song that's been played in the clubs, in the pops, everywhere. It's the same songs these ones are listening to in the university campus. It's the same thing. 
and Chumisi broke it down. He broke it down in the ways that it works in marketing. There are raw materials that come in. It is turned into the product. The product, when it is done, if it continues to sit in the warehouse, you haven't completed the marketing process. The product must be moved into the market, aka distribution. Now, when it's moving, moving to the market, because there's a potential that there are com- there's competition in the market, what the people would do is that they would enhance the chances of it being discovered or the chances of it being on the top of mind of people such that either by the time they walk into the market, they know we're going to buy ideal milk and not carnation. Or by the time they enter into the market, there's a POS that has been done when the moment they enter, you it's easily discoverable. It's, it's, been, it's been displayed nicely, which is what they call the point of sale branding or experiential branding one way or the other. So there's a number of marketing activities that is done to ensure that when the product is done, it's distributed and ensure that it is everywhere in the country, for instance. Beyond that as well, they do all the promotional uh, push that they will do to ensure that they have the top of mind because they have one particular understanding. Music, just like the product, if it is not moved and people are consuming it, the process hasn't ended and you're not making money. It hasn't ended. So part of it is that if thought leadership was up, then people would have realized that the, the, the space needs to be run like a business. It's not everything that it's money, 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 money. Chumisi is here. Everybody that saw me start 3 Music. I started 3 Music from the, from the boot of a car with just a single laptop. It was difficult. But from the beginning of it, I was so resolute on the fact that we need to, it needs to be built with business principles, strong business principles. I didn't have the money in the world. I didn't have the money in the world. In fact, when we started, everybody is witness to when I did 3 Music Awards 1 and everybody owe you here and there and everything. It was, it's public stories. Just Linduma dragging you, medical dragging you, everybody. This week, I saw medical in the studios of 3 Music and I laughed. Yeah. I called Wiki <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, yo. I mean, imagine if I, if we had gone down because he had tweeted us about us or if we had lost the day, we wouldn't have built value for him to come and sit in that mod, ultra-modern studio to actually promote his app, you know. But but we knew what we were about. Regardless of the public eliminations and everything, there were strong business principles behind it because you didn't have the money, simple. So by the time investors came in, you had built the business, you knew the value of the business, the principles... Everybody, I'm glad you missed it. He saw it. I was actually working with Boomplay at the time, was country manager, and was putting every single penny I was getting from Boomplay into three. Every single penny. Beyond that, at a point in time when I left, they saw all the hard work and the push. But it was your simple business principles and us actually looking into the future of building value. Till today, I know industry people that will sit and say, Charlie, when you are a can say, but the point I'm saying, that's even the side of uh, this uh, of the matter. But the point I'm making is this. Because the strong business principles were there from the beginning, when investment came in, it was easy to expand. It was easy to build it up. Today, the brand that I founded and is a, a shareholder of, I don't even need to be existing in the brand. The brand is moving. All of you are working for the brand. Today, I'm busy doing something else, but the brand is moving. It's moving. The only thing I would do is have conversations with my shareholder consistently, but it's a co-shareholder consistently. But the brand is moving. This is what I'm talking about. But because thought leadership is zero, 
and we are still discussing the most titillating and sensational things and who fucks with who fuck whatever and somebody trying to run down there somebody trying to run down there, and nobody elevating the conversation people that are sitting on the sidelines and interested in industry do not gain that that needed insight by now and after the conversation had gotten uh, um, uh, was called, I was suspecting that the, the take that somebody like you Messi took this week and broke it down in terms of how it works right should have become the go-to conversation for us to have but i understand group one of the over 20 year olds who are still dominant in the media space trying to share opinion because they've not done anything they cannot move the needle they cannot do anything they do not understand the today and the tomorrow of industry they are still discussing this nonsensical part of it they're still discussing torch in the media you understand? So it keeps reducing the thought leadership. I mean, so people do not even really build critical, what they do not really gain critical insight of industry and how to gain and how to move. Then there is the middle part. The middle part are those like me who came to meet these over 20 year old veterans who have somewhere, somehow walked through it, gained some insight, done some work, and are still doing it. But for the fact that some of us are veering off into other things. Then there are these young ones that I have a lot of, um, what's it called, um, um, hope for. There, there are a lot of them. I could actually even mention names and where they are sitting. And these people are working with all these international brands. They are gaining critical insight. They are running around. They, and they, these people, they don't even care about your traditional media and the torch that has been spewed there. They are just focused on the work. They are just focused, focused on ensuring that they're able to gain that much needed insight, build some experience, and come back to impact their industry. They are in their own small way, managing and moving around. These people are exposed and everything. The danger, the, the, the downside of it is that we don't have a critical mass of them. It's just like, almost like a few people that we keep turning around. You know, a few people that got the opportunity to tap into the whole digital uh, um, expansions that are coming with all these international brands coming in. So it's us. But also, it's like a small network. But once it keeps growing and we can bring in a lot more people into it and we can build that critical mass, I'm very confident that going forward, that skill, that transfer of knowledge that we're gaining from across the world will come in. But most importantly, all of us need to understand what digital and globalization has done is that it's created an even playing field. Like it's like a one line. Mm. And all these international organizations, which are underpinned by exceptional business processes and everything, they are finding ways and means of ensuring that they are moving the needle. So now you do not even have an excuse because if you do not factor in those strong business principles, because with business, by the end of the year, you get into planning mode. You know your targets, you know the KPIs for the various different departments and everything. In the first quarter, if it's not happening, you sit down, you tweak it. What do we do? Do we, need ex- um, 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 do we need to sign in new artists? Do we need some exceptional marketing or branding? Do we need to do some activations? Do we have to get into the market and do some live distributions? What do we have to do? You tweak, tweak, tweak it till the end of the year. You realize that because all of it is tied to the bottom line, by the time you are done, you'd have realized that, oh, you'd have signed on new people, you'd have expanded, your, your catalog has gone up, new talent had come. You have found very interesting ways of marketing and ensuring that they gain the much-needed visibility and the charts and everything. So yes, Olili, everything that you see on these Apple Nights, tell me which of these songs that is not being played in your clubs and your university campuses and is not listened to by these people on their phones, including even your radio and TV stations. Mm. Because it's it's a total market. They've built a machinery. 
Sony Music and all their imprints have built a machinery on how it works because it's a strong business. When you enter the label, there's who there's somebody in charge of the AR, somebody in charge of publishing, somebody in charge of marketing, somebody in charge of finance, somebody in charge of legal. You can't beat such a system if you are still truly trying to run it like an independent. It's difficult, but listen, we need to let everybody understand that the days of business as usual is gone. You will not win. Let them understand that it's difficult more. So they need to put in extra, like training a 60 effort. Don't let, let's not let it look like, oh yeah, Charlie. Do you know how many people that started with just TV shows on channels and have not been able to grow? Hmm. So that's the point. But because we applied certain business principles, it's not by luck that we got here. It was sweat, toil, money gone, money lost, public reputation done in and everything. But because you have business plans and you're looking into the future, you manage it, 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 manage it. Today, everybody else that didn't see value in what we started from year one, everybody else that would probably public shame you, today, it's almost like <laughs> it was not us that did anything. But who's, which is the, what, what is the MVP here? It was the mindset, right? And the fact that we, we, looked something, we saw something into the future and started to apply strong business principles to it and work towards it. Case closed. That's it. That's it. Other than that, you will not move, Ojo. You will not, today has become even more difficult. The era of, oh, I go record the song and Charlie, I find a way to throw the song out on the system. And the song, no, we call them bastard songs. Find its way and then you created a hit without you documenting and understanding how the song became a hit or going through the process. It's gone. Today, you need to understand it. You need to know, say, Charlie, when you are releasing, I know Chumisu will probably tell you that you're asking, what is the marketing inventory you're throwing into the, uh, uh, the song? What is the pre-release strategy? When the song has been released, what is the strategy to promote it and ensure that it's out there? Beyond that, how is the video coming in? Look, a simple um, data sheet that is provided to you by any of these um, DSPs, for instance, if they are going to sign up or take any of your songs, will just give you an idea of it. How much budget is going into this? How much budget is going into this? What is the aim? What is this? What is that? All of these things are sound business principles or questions that need to be asked. It is not business as usual anymore. You simply, the songs, when you release them on YouTube and you release them on Facebook and you get a few of your fanatics on social media to make some noise for one day to two, they will not move, Joe. It will not move. It has to be marketed. It has to be playlisted. It has to be, you have to shoot a video. You've got to do the, the, the media rounds. Beyond the media rounds, you've got to find a way to keep interest up around it. TikTok has come today. Snapchat has come today. There's a whole lot of things that, look, people are even engaging in strategy to bring back old songs, old songs to sell to us. How much more new songs that have come that are interesting and hitting it? Most importantly, yes, the product is important. If the song is good, the song the song can be, it will feel sweet. Arasta a new song. Is sweet pass, but beyond that, if they've not marketed it and pushed it and do all these dance moves they're doing with all these dancers across the world, Joe, plenty of people I know, plenty of people that have discovered it because they discovered it maybe from TikTok, they discovered it from Instagram, they discovered it from here, they discovered it from here. Everything you see, it's reality. You cannot fight it, and it's not emotions, it's not ego anymore, it's not nationalism anymore. It's a simply the business. No amount of nationalism or playlisting or doing 80-20, 80-30 because 
we need to get everybody understand that the era where you feel that everything must be given to you without you putting in that needed work and if you say the work is only limited to just releasing recording and releasing the song is gone it's the process has not completed if the product is simple marketing the marketing process hasn't completed if the product isn't in the hand of the isn't used by the consumer and being paid for it hmm. so first but, but, you need to ask yourself that but, but I, don't, I don't want you to pour out everything because i i reserve it um, you know some two questions for you to to kill to kill for me so please stay with me I want to go to Chimesi. Chimesi, um, you have been in this business for a very long time. Baba has raised a lot of points here, but I am actually worried for our industry because industry in Lancaster is kind of that there is not there is not that you know that go to budget. You know, everybody is trying their best. They are putting in their best, but it looks like our best may not may, may not be enough, and we, we cannot even compete at this point. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, um, um, and for all that has been said, you know, one thing, one thing I believe is that we need businesses to jump in our space, institutions, and not like teams and groups. Uh, I used to work in advertising before I came into the music industry, and advertising space is a good, uh, um, is a good um, case study because um, the advertising industry manages creatives. So you go to to a typical agency that's like a creative team, you know, there. Uh, and there's an account management team, there are um, strategists and um, accountants and all of that. But then it's a business managing um, creative output. For the kind of structures we have now, we can't move our industry with the structures that we have. And it's the truth. It's about expertise, talent. Then even for me, the, the kind of sound and all that, that plays a very important role. But if we have the best sound, honestly, and we don't have the right institutions to move it, then we are really wasting our time. Also because, you know, institutions usually have a business interest for what they do. So I'll give you an example. Um, Boomplay, for example, when we came into the market, we also realized that free download sites were going to affect our um, business. So then we called all of the free download businesses. You know, we sat down with the guys and then, and then, and then we told them that, okay, we are going to pay you every month to embed Boomplay links on your website. That way, you still have the traffic that you want, and then we also pay you. But the streams comes on our platform. And slowly, with this business model, we were able to kill download sites. So for me, every, every, every like plan that we want to see needs, needs solid institutions. Institutions that have people working nine to five, managing artist projects, managing marketing, managing brand development for artists, managing, uh, you know, sound, all of that. We need a lot of them. We also need the small, small teams that we have of the artists, you know, the, the Lamems, um, Ground Ups, all of these creative collectives. We need them to try and scale up and then have expertise, you know, to be able to help them achieve their goals. Or else, you know, for for the kind of current model that we have now, where you have different teams, every artist and his team, two-man team, three-man team, four-man team, you know, in different pods, you know, we will not be able to move the industry at the rate that we want with this current date. So so that's it for me. And I think that is that's the first place that we should start. It might it might help for us to borrow expertise from different industries so finance people 
data people, you know, stuff like that. To, ex- to also borrow people who have a different understanding, legal people, for example, you know, to have them join our industry to help us. But I personally still hold that creative people solely can't move our industry to where we want to go. So then we need to bring other people to help us. So thank you. I see. Kofi, um, I'm sure you've you've heard <laughs> you've heard you've listened closely to what Baba and Chimisi have said um so far. Um I would I would want to ask you that um having paid attention to the the, the, the trends that um we've experienced, you know, the um trends in vogue, trends out of season, in and in and out of season and whatnot. Um where would you position, you know, the role of the A and R in this conversation? Um, I personally think we do not have strong areas to advance some of these conversations. Because um, Chumisi talked about, um, I think you and Chumisi talked about artist development and positioning that to get the right investment. And I'm sure if that is done, then we get all these institutions coming to play. But clearly, some of our artists, you know, do not have that proper. Um, what you like? What, 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 how I'm going to put it? Um, shape up. You know, so what happens, or what, what do you put our A and R system in 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 the music industry? Um, okay, uh, where do I even begin? I loved Baba Sadiq's contribution. I loved how he broke it down. I loved what Chumisi said. However, I have an amendment to something Chumisi said. Not something to add. I I agree with him a hundred percent. But there's an aspect we need to consider. If if I'm an investor. And I want to invest in a bakery. I need to find somebody who understands how to bake good bread to begin with. Do you understand? So yes, we, I agree we do need institutions. But before the institutions actually come, I think what we need right now are like incubate to take on the role of artist management. It may or may not necessarily be lucrative, short term, but we need to find a way to figure this out. Because Charlie, our, our, our talent... Our talent pool, nah, 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 nah. See, it's going to take a lot. See, we have a lot of major uh, institutions present here and around Ghana. Charlie, we all the cities Accra, end of year, people from Spotify, they come, people from Sony, people from The Orchard, people from Platoon, uh, Warner Music. Uh, I was speaking to a friend a couple of weeks back. He was in Ghana uh, during December. And when we're catching up, you know what he told me? He said, Charlie, I can't believe this is Accra. This is like the third or fourth time I've been here. But it's no different from Grammy weekend in LA. The number of executives he was just bumping into. And some of them just come just to wind in and relax. No business whatsoever. And if they're business people, you know there's a very popular phrase in the entertainment business that you're as important as your last major success or your last major win. It means these people are yeah. always looking out for the next big thing. Ask why they are not signing Ghanaian talent. Now, to answer your question regarding A&R, these days, everybody, they throw the title around like... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who is an uh-huh. A&R? An A&R <laughs> person is the perfect intersection of... They may not know or understand frequencies in engineering, but they can hear a mix and should be able to tell you that, ah, you know, reach, I beg, go back, go back into the studio, go tweak it. Traditionally, an A&R was solely responsible for being the arms and the legs of the label, to go out there, fish for talent, get them signed, and to also see their projects through from artist development, but you and I know that labels don't develop talent anymore, right? Mm. So it means yeah, they don't. we lack proper A&Rs. Who can hear a rapper 
and project and, and can know without a shadow of a doubt. It's a gut feeling. But nine out of eight, nine out of ten times, they know that, nah, this guy is the one who leads the wave in three years. But this guy lacks A, B, C, D, if we do one. That ANR should have the ability to either handle those things themselves or link them to the requisite, the, the, the responsible parties, people who are skilled enough to know that, okay, this singer has a lovely voice. However, the range, you know, breath control, the range is restricted, uh, life performance on way because with the type of music this artist wants to do, we 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 see like uh, uh, like an all round type career blooming, you know, around them. So they're going to go on tour. They, they should be on the road and that sort of thing. Our A and R should be able to tell that the songwriting is not strong enough. Our A and R should be able to listen to our music and know that in as much as it has a strong Ghanaian identity, it still lacks certain elements to cross over. Are you, Baba Sadiq mentioned Arya Star song. She's singing Yoruba in proper Yoruba intonation, cadence, melody, but it has global appeal. How many Ghanaian songs can you say the same thing about? Talent development. But you see, it's a symptom of a much deeper-rooted problem. Charlie, growing up, if they speak your local language, they go tell you, say, don't speak vernacular. So we haven't come to a point where even our languages, we speak it, but we, we totally understand and own it and can finesse it to a point where I'll give you a classic example, even outside of music. How many of our comedians tell stories that easily translate, that transcends the Ghanaian experience? In all honesty, so it's not just a music problem. It is a Ghanaian problem. But if we have to fix it in the music space, we need to be proactive. We need to listen to what Baba Sadiq said. We need to listen to what Chumisi said. Um, was it earlier today or yesterday, the vice president of Yankee came, uh, Kamala Harris? Yeah, earlier today. Did you see her welcome... Uh, whatever reception did you see the podium that that podium <laughs> this is why sometimes when people talk about money sometimes are they vex money is a critical aspect i am not disputing the fact that charlie without money you can't do jack in entertainment business but charlie barest minimum we should be able to do before money comes in you know if you tell me that the president of ghana with all the money we have in this country did you see that thing he has no excuse. See, there's no excuse. You see, sometimes eh, we need to just be truthful as a people. And sometimes when we see something that is crap, we should say it without, without fear. We should call it out and say it as it is. Really, you know? So yes, we have promising talent. We also need to get to a point where we realize that talent, intrinsic talent itself doesn't really have that much value until you develop it and you market it to give it some sort of value. You understand? It's like gold. If you see the raw, the raw gold or you don't go respect that. But Ghana, we did, we did die for talent. Oh, that guy, he did rap fucking. He did do this. He did do this. You will give him stage some way. You take us right back to high school entertainment. And you need to understand that, guy, go to the tube station for London. You see some homeless people basking in things. They sing. They play guitar. Some bold day ground. They hope they will give them some coin. Go to Yankee, same thing. Sometimes when you see the amount of talent people have, it will humble you when you come into us. Because our standards are so low, somebody does like the most basic thing, right? And then we mm. just project it beyond, oh, yeah, 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 and it gets to their head. I'm not saying you shouldn't congratulate people when they've done stuff, but we need to raise our standards, generally speaking, because we need to understand that in as much as we may not necessarily recognize the presence of a certain level of quality or standard in our space, it exists internationally. So if you want to play on a, at that level, you need to meet 
and be you need to be conscious about certain things and if inform and, and and update your skill accordingly even before you know you get all these companies getting interested to try and do stuff i remember i remember let me there was this artist who sent this song to me um, this was two years ago and there was a meeting with warner the artist sent me the song i listened to the song i was like charlie is this thing mixed and mastered who produced it mention the name of the producer can i have the producer's number i called the producer charlie it's a nice song but charlie uh, there are certain elements in the production that i feel needs to be tweaked and the mix let's revisit the mix oh charlie i lose the file the guy wasn't kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually decided to fund personal money from pocket just to make sure, say, yeah, maybe it was a thing about money. So, you know, one place on hand game. So I, I took, you know, I took that wild, uh, that chance. And, you know, I was like, no, I'm willing to pay for this. I, I can sit with you. Yada, yada. He said, no, Charlie, boss, the drive is poor. It crashed. Like, I don't go forget. There was already a meeting scheduled a few days later. We go into the meeting. I'm introduced as a part of the artist team. Then, uh, for Jema, but I said something that mm. basically denoted that, oh, yeah, I'm trying to help them out on a number of things, but I am not on, because it's a bad reflection on me. Guess what? One of the ANRs, I think from the publishing department, listened to the song and said, I'd like to hear the finished version of the song. Charlie, I put my hand for my head up. Mm. It's problematic if an artist who works with a team cannot hear that something is not good enough. Somebody shared, uh, I'm on this group, somebody shared something about the VGMA nominees for best vocal. And they said, ah, so all the artists, something, something, this be the people where they come up with. I think there were like either six or eight nominees and probably half or more than half came from the gospel. And I went back to read, uh, what do you call it? The um, You know, every award scheme has their qualifiers. Yeah. yeah. One of it was original originality or semblance of originality originality when it came, came came to melodies okay because in songwriting there's a melodic aspect and there's a lyrical aspect okay lyrics were there really? can you hear me? yeah can you hear you? yeah vocal range and all that stuff so it means they are listening out for people who would sing and at some point they go hit some high notes and and how steady they my voice day as then go falsetto and you know modulate and all those things and i said charlie um for the songs nominated, I listened to them. I had thoughts of my own. But if you come to think about it, the fact that the very practice of, oh, sorry, we are going to worship God. And they do all these retreats and they're performing live. And So it means, by default, a lot of the gospel acts are vocally more competent than the secular artists, period. Generally speaking, right? But when you, you, you start dissecting some of these things that I just broke down, how do you write the lyrics? How does the first verse transition to the chorus? Then after chorus, second verse. And then there's a bridge and there's a third verse. And what are these, what are they singing? Or what are they trying to say to the listener? How do these parts or sections of the song, the A section, the B section, the C section, and so on and so forth, how does it communicate what they are trying to sing to the audience? What does it mean? Charlie, we were lucky we had like six or eight notes. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> well... <laughs> well, it looks like looks like it's a it's, it's a bigger problem for another day. Kofi Nwisumami, let me let me ask Nabini a question. Nabini, having experienced the sound in in Ghana, and obviously with the kind of experience you've had, you know, abroad, um, do you actually agree to the fact that the quality of our sound is not is not up there yet, and uh, our producers and our mix mix engineers need to do they need to do better?
Absolutely. I feel like everybody mm. needs to do better. Shoot, even me. Like, <laughs> everybody has room for improvement. <laughs> even with whatever accolades I have and placements I have, like, everybody can always improve. So, to that point, yes, definitely. What's what's one thing that you, you noticed with uh, producers when you came to Ghana? Um, one thing that you think that they are, they're struggling with that um, is more or less hindering them from you know, giving us that, you know, um, definitive sound, you know, um, because there's this, there's this school of thought that Nigerians have been able to identify what works for them and Ghana is still yet to find their, their identity. We've tried, you know, um, interpolating some highlight music or some past highlight records or highlight melodies into these new ones. We, we tried to export our own version of quote-unquote Afrobeats and it's been it's been an argument back and forth, and we are not too sure where we stand. But from a product from a production point of view, what what do you think is is hindering that you know excellence, if if I may put it that way? Probably just the fact that it still sounds too traditional and it can't cross over. Like I can tell you right now, mm. I have three friends that are Americans that are on Rem's album. How do well, Americans even know to? do Afrobeats better than I won't even say better than other Africans, but it's like, I feel like producers out there should be collabing for one, like mm. collaboration is key. That's literally all of my biggest records came from collabing with other producers. And so I feel like just having multiple minds working on a record as opposed to just one mind, you know, that should be a no brainer. Cause it's like, there's been so many times I've been in sessions with an artist and I'll be working with like two other producers and then I'll do something. They'll be like, Oh damn, I never thought to do it like that. And there's something that they'll do. And I'll be like, damn, I never thought to try this chord progression going to, you know, doing something different. So I feel like just by me collabing with other producers made me a better producer because while you're working with them, you're learning new techniques, you're learning new things. Like, we're in sessions telling each other, like, oh, yeah, do you have this VST plugin? Like, it has these type of sounds. We're exchanging the whole time. So I feel like that alone is going to bring up your production value, especially when it comes to the sounds. Because I, I know, like, even when I'm in sessions with uh, Ganyan artists, they're always like, oh, Charlie, the tones, the tones. Like, you have you have such such nice melodies and, like, like dope sounds. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, I like to implement everything into my production. Because it's like, I come from so many, for me, I come from the underground boom bap backpack rap stuff. That's what I used to love to do. But then mm. when I started learning how to play keys and then I went to get my master's in film scoring, that's really when my mind expanded to all the different types of sounds that like, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do anything. So literally just experiment. That's, that's all it comes down to, just experimenting and just trying something different. Like, it's not going to kill you to do something differently than you've already been doing. That's also how you elevate and grow as a producer and a musician. You're not going to grow by doing the same exact thing over and over again. Just because it worked back then doesn't mean that's going to work now. Like, we're in a completely different time. And there's producers that are already in 2025 <laughs> right now with the way that, with the stuff that they're doing. So it's like. You know, you just gotta just gotta keep working and uh, experiment with a new sound. Mm. All right, I, I told um, I know you've been quiet and you've been listening to, to the conversation so far, but to to bring the conversation home uh, and as we look to wrap, wrap up in the next twenty minutes, 
um, should should really, should, I, I don't know whether it should be a matter of concern or we should just look beyond it and fix fix our problems uh, when it comes to this um, chat and music chat, stream, streaming music chat and thing that we we are always angry about. Um, clearly, we have a lot of problems to, to worry about that, to, to be concerned about what the Nigerians are doing. We have to fix our, 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 our homes, clearly. Yeah, that's that's a problem. We are not supposed to be concerned with what someone else is doing. <laughs> I mean, there's there's this local saying that when your neighbor's beard is burning, you fetch water and put it by yours. So how can you be concerned about what's happening in someone's house when you haven't even found a solution or you haven't brought your own house into order? I think um, moving forward, what we have to do was perfectly spelled out by Baba Sadiq and his um, um, submission that we need to take thought leadership very seriously. Um, most of our problems, and I'll keep saying this, are knowledge-based. There's a very huge knowledge gap between what we are supposed to know and what needs to be done. And if we are able to to close this gap or bridge this gap slowly, or rapidly is going to help us. When 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 you look at industries like Nigeria, they had these micro blogs, they had these podcasts, these people who were churning out content that was basically feeding the various actors in the industry. If you look at what the Paul team was doing in the mid 2010s to the late 20, 2010s, impeccable. They had several podcasts that was putting out knowledgeable content which was helping and feeding all these other actors in, in, in the industry. And I think that's something we also need to prioritize. And personally, for me, that is something that I have, I have, I have taken up. Any, any, any single thing that has to do with knowledge about the music industry that I can share, I try my best to do that. There is, there is something called Moore's Law and, and, and in tech. It was founded by one of the founders of Intel. And it basically is like a prediction to how things can progress. Initially, we had um, um, data stored in very small quantities. And then from out of nowhere, you have data being stored on a two megabytes chip to a one terabyte chip. You liken that to AI as well. Back then, we only had Siri and Alexa. We could tell them to fetch our music playlist and all that for us. And now look at what, C- uh, what AI is doing. You can record a song and make it sound like um, an established artist. You can use ChatGPT to do to code a whole web- website and all that. That is the indication that the world is moving. If we are being slow to catch up, we are, we are, we are really going to regret it in some time to come. You know, back then, the business model that most of these labels were using is that they pick an artist, they develop the artist. Now, they don't invest in that again. And what they are rather doing is investing in old catalogs. How many artists have caught up with that practice, with that system, Mm. with that business model to even understand it? It's going to even get to a point where labels are not even going to look at artists to listen to your song that hasn't come out already. It's going to get to that point. And we are going to get to that point sooner than later. Um, Last year, I was leading... um, a licensing acquisition by um, one of the top music distribution companies here in Ghana. And there was this song that they were very interested in. It came out in the early 2010s. 
And so we reached out to the artists and everything. We set up a meeting. Um, the artists came along with three people. And he said that three people were representing him and all that. They were talking so big and all that. And we're like, okay, cool. Um, and one of the executives from the distro company said, um, you know what? I want you to provide me with an Excel document um, detailing all the songs that you have in your catalog and tell me who owns the song, if it is you or another company or licensed it to another distro, and then we can take it up from there. So they did that. They, they provided the documents and we set up a follow-up meeting. When we got into the meeting, there were certain songs missing. And coincidentally, those were the songs that the company was interested in. So wow. they asked the artist, um, we can't find track this, track that on, on, on the list. So what's happening? And the artist blatantly said that he doesn't know who owns the songs. So he didn't put them in there. <laughs> and right after the call, and, and, and let me tell you this, the, lab, the, the distro company was looking at expanding into Africa officially. They had um, artists distributing independently and all that on there, but they were looking at starting officially and they wanted to start in Ghana. And right after that call, the um, executive at the, at the company told me that um, we are shifting our focus from Ghana to Nigeria. And the, the very first week that we decided to focus on Nigeria, there was so much progress. We had an artist who had just recently dropped an album and had two albums to her name already. And then they signed a deal in just a week. Because see, the artist was ready. Her lawyer was her manager. And her lawyer had all, all her uh, info, her, all her mm. paperwork, everything on the go. And when we, when we contacted them in like an hour, they sent everything and everything went so smoothly. So look at something like this. And then how do you expect like a corporation or a company to take interest in you or the ecosystem that you, you, you find yourself in? So for me, it's always been, um, and, and now Benio was talking about um, Stoneboy. Now, when you look at Stoneboy and you look at his trajectory, and I've been putting out tweets about this since last year, that the, the kind of music Stoneboy has been dropping recently is one of, is, is some of the best music in his catalog, his entire catalog. Mm. And it's simply because Stoneboy is someone who is constantly learning. Because if you want to evolve, you have to learn. You have to pick up new things. You have to acquire knowledge. And if you are refusing to do these things, that evolution is not going to be apparent. You are going to be lost on anything that you have to catch up with. And Stoneboy goes out of his way to do that. So you think, okay, maybe he signed to Dev Jam. and Bro, Dev Jam is not doing Stoneboy a favor. Stoneboy's family member is not running Dev Jam. They are there strictly for business. If Stoneboy hadn't developed himself to that level to attract such attention, do you think they are going to want to do something like that with him? I'll give you another example. Um, an artist is also signed to Dev Jam, Adekunle Gold. Adekunle Gold, in the past year or two, or even three, has been one of the artists to create a perfect and total rebrand seamless one that people haven't even noticed but it has been happening right under their nose and right in front of their eyes if adekunle gold hasn't developed himself to that level 
would a company like Def Jam take a gamble on him to rebrand himself and come out as a whole different person with their marketing budgets, with their with all their resources, all their talents, everything. Would they be able to put such faith in him and be behind him to do something like that? And it's only because of what the evidence he has there, like what he has been able to do in the past. Those were the things that were vouching for him. And so we 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 actually need to stop making those excuses that we need we need this person to do this for us. We need if you need someone to do something for you, you need to show them that they are not going to waste their time. And is that what you are doing? Are you doing that? Until we get to do that, we can't really apportion blames on anyone or um, um, pick on someone for not helping out when they could. We need to start there's, from there's square. Issue, but we are not serious, Not that per se, but we need to start from somewhere. And starting from somewhere is closing that knowledge gap. We need to learn. Let me let me tell you something. Most most of the people, um, especially most creators in the industry, are very ignorant on certain things. There are certain things they are supposed to know that they don't even know, and it's it is bad. It is sometimes also sad. It's very very sad. So I think we need to we need to make that conscious effort to close that knowledge gap. Um, I put out a tweet earlier on in the day. Tomorrow, I'm going to post one of my research findings on the various key players in the music industry, 27 in number. So if you are a serious creative in the industry, if you are concerned about the industry moving forward and everything, you are going to want to take a look at something like that. Very well. Thank you so much, Atul. Um, Baba, um, just before I let you go, because I've kept you here for a very long time, um, I wanted to ask that, um, do we sometimes have to fault the artist if the artist themselves does not see the way we see it and they just want to be comfortable where they are? For example, an A-list artist that we uphold in the highest esteem, you know, thinks he's okay with where he is and he doesn't need to go global. He's good. He's fine. Should we should we really worry and care about it? I mean, will you blame any... You know how they say uh, the ignorance is no excuse to anything? Right. I mean, it's your career. It's your ambition. You've got to work it. Mm. I mean, of course, ambition means different things to different people. But at the end of the day, I mean, as an individual, in the market that we find ourselves, the ultimate responsibility for your growth relies on you. I mean, do we blame lawyers for their, certain lawyers for their lack of growth, for instance, where there was an opportunity for them to learn more and then grow or chart a certain path, for instance, you know, of course, there is a there's a part about it that's on the basis of um, the system that we find ourselves. You know, I understand that across the world, a lot of creatives can't know everything aside, aside their speciality, and that's why in the more matured market, the the lack of a lot of the talents in the market is that there's a lot of knowledge um, in the system. You know. When we say, when a lot of people say there's a lack of structure, lack of structure, sometimes what they mean is the lack of um, well-run business units of industry, you know. So in those markets, almost all the units that channel to the music and distribute to put out the music are well-run. So by the time the ignorant talent, for instance, whose um, um, strength is being able to channel to the music or having that particular talent, 
is taking and plug into the system and come out. He would have walked through the different phases of industry to understand how it works. Unlike here, where maybe they would have to, I mean, start things on their own and go. But we're also in the era of do-it-yourself, where if you are choosing to do it yourself and not choosing to go with a particular, particularly for the, for the A-listers, you cannot excuse them. Because if you've been around for a number of years, there's an expectation that you understand industry enough to know how to move and how to run. Unfortunately, most of them, even without having built the machinery that can take them to the next level, are reluctant to sign on with people that can take them to the next level. In such an instant, who do you blame? Because it's two things. Either you put your money where it is or you invest into it. Again, let me bring it home so it makes sense to everybody. Most of us could have select, chosen to be with the MTVs or BETs of the world and stuck there and be working with them and to build a career. But some decided that, okay, I want to put my money where my mouth is. And then, you know, began to work it, acquire all the knowledge, go through the process and everything to build something that could equate them in, the, in a number of years. So you've got to ask yourself as an A-lister, the question is either you are willing and ready to put in the money that you've made because the, some of them are making money, it's like real money. Where is, the, where is the opportunity to plow back, for instance, and build that machinery that takes you to the next level? But if you came to that regularization that you cannot build a machinery that can take you to the next level, then you probably may have to go the route that Stoneboy is going, where he's relying on existing machinery that has been built over time to actually take him to the next level. It's just a matter of time that we probably will begin to see some of the benefits it comes with. Last week, I saw a tweet from him where he had gone to a very popular basketball game in the UK and has been interviewed halftime or something like that. All of those placements are done with the aid of the machinery that has been built because they understand it. They know it. They know that the process must end with the music getting to the user or with the product getting to the consumer. So everything to dangle the product in front of the consumer, they will do that. So it's either machine. So for somebody like Stoneboy, for instance, typically Stoneboy is very um, hands-on intelligent and will pick it up. By the time they are done with the process, he would have learned a thing or two he would have built a wide network that he can decide to leverage on in future, even if he decides to launch his own independent label in future. You know, so that's how, how it works. You know, so the, the point here is that regardless of a certain lack of well-run business units of industry, particularly for top talents that have been around for some time, we can't blame anybody but themselves. The ultimate responsibility of how far they go lies on them. It lies on them. It, they cannot argue like the a lot of the growing or emerging talents, for instance, who say, Charlie, I don't have anybody. I don't have any resource. I don't know anybody. In the top talent, you've got a lot of things that can be leveraged on. Some have money that are always flaunted in our faces, you know, that they can decide to invest and build a machinery. Some, some could have actually been trained if they knew where they were going, could have actually ensured that people that were with them that build, didn't build a certain skill are trained to become sharp. A number of the talent or managers that have been around for a lot of these talents haven't really, haven't really gained like critical insight and haven't become sharp. I mean, so it's difficult for them to even build a life aside the talent in India, which is different in certain markets that we've seen them come up. I mean, Osagi started with Whiskey when she was virtually green. At a point in time, they parted ways. But she worked in industry, worked in industry. Today, she's what? Director of a and and almost in charge of one European in Africa. 
totally different person altogether. Um, Godwin Tom was also whiskied and others. Today, Godwin Tom is the MD of Sony Publishing. He's built himself and gone through it. There are few of these our talent managers that have also been able to do that. Also owing to the fact that either the, they and the talent haven't built that alignment to say, listen, we need to build that critical, uh, uh, we need to build into that critical resource that could get back to the talent or could aid the talent break into the next level. Because whether you like it or not, you get to a point. And if you build yourself, you will have a certain understanding of a few things. It all comes back to insight. It all comes down. Either we are willing to 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 create that machinery by borrowing resources from different industries, like uh, like um, Chumisi indicated, or the existing ones that we have, we have to turn them around. Or we probably have to roll ourselves to the organizations that have built the structure to take you to the next level. So yes, who do we blame? We blame them. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm just going to leave the mic on for the next uh, two minutes. If you are um, in the audience and you want to ask any question or contribute to the conversation, uh, you can request for the mic. I'll bring you up. And then uh, you could direct the question to anybody on, on the chair and then uh, they, would, they, would, they would answer the question. If not, please do remember that this space was brought to you by Free Music TV's Culture Daily. This is Culture Daily Extra. We call this space the Big Review, and we basically look at the um, the training conversations in our entertainment space, and we try to find thought leadership angles to it so that we we educate ourselves. And I hope um, the conversation has been insightful so far. Kofi um, joined us. Baba Sadiq, obviously, uh, you heard him not too long ago. Joined us. Nabi also joined us. Um, Atu um, Kilson also joined us. Um, I have the, the okay dimension dimension Ousu Benji Ousu Benji. Um, you can ask your question. You have sixty seconds. You can ask your question. Sixty seconds. Dimension. If you can hear me, you can ask your question or you can contribute to the conversation. You have six seconds. Okay, dimension. I th- I think you're not ready. Um, DJ DJ awake. DJ Janasko awake. If you can hear me, you can ask your question or contribute to the conversation. Hello. Hi, Dimension. Good evening. And where are you talking to us from? Um, I can't hear you. Can you get closer to your mic, please? I'm in Kumasi. Hello, Dimension. I'm in Kumasi. Okay. Yes, Kumasi. Hello? Very good. Kumasi. Uh, DJ, please. Uh, Hello. Please hold on. Let's let's hear from Dimension first. Please hold on. Let's hear from Dimension first. Dimension, please. Sixty seconds. Go ahead. Okay. My view is that if we make good music, people listen. That's my view. Now, think lately, Ghana music has okay. been pushed far. Because of acts like Black Sheriff and others. And I'm proud of that. And I think if we take our time, we can make it somewhere. That's all I have to add. I think okay. Thank you very much, negative. Dimension. That's all. Okay. Thank you very much, Dimension, for that. Uh, let me hear from DJ Awake One. DJ Awake One, please talk to us. <clears throat> DJ Awake, you can talk to us. I'll meet your mic, please. That's if you are talking. Okay. I think DJ Awake is not ready. Let me go to. Kofi underscore Gideon. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Gideon, if you can hear me, you can um, unmute yourself and talk to us. Okay. That is also not working. Um, I'm going to give DJ Awake one more time. DJ Awake, if you can hear me, you can unmute your mic and talk to us. It's off. Oh, it's on now. Okay. All right. Gideon is back. Kofi Gideon, I can hear you now. Uh, talk to us. Okay. Where are you speaking to us from? Good evening. Yeah, I'm calling from my phone. Okay. Talk to us. Okay. Oh. Uh... 
As you can see, Ghana music is now far. The likes of Sarkozy, Stoneboy, yeah, their contribution towards the Ghana music is far beyond as we at first we see it. So, kudos to them. That's my view. All right, thank you, <clears throat> thank you so much, uh, Gideon. Uh, let me take Arafat Sulimana. Arafat, good evening. And where are you talking to us from? Uh, good evening. My name is uh, I'm talking from Obuasi, the region city. Um, talk to us. My opinion, I think, uh, like Chuma said, believe it. For the submission he made, I think learning is what we, we are not really up to when it comes to. Arafat, 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 please hold on a bit. Can you please turn down the uh, the volume of your TV set or radio, if if you can, please. So we can hear you loud and clear. Is it better now? I think it's yes, it's better now. Please talk okay. to us. So, like I said, um, yeah. it, it has to do with um, learning. I think most of our artists are so full of themselves. You listen to their music, you tell them, Charlie, you need A, B, C, you need to understand this and that and that. They tend to make you look like they are the musician, they know better, and they are not mm. willing to learn. And so, most of them have their career dying off shortly when they take off. So, I think, um, and then, like uh, Sina Babasadik said, we should consider the business aspect of everything that we need education. I don't know if, like we've been saying, the government should help, the government should help. if we have to do it. Institutions that will help us educate our art and other stuff, I don't know. But I think this is where we need to go. We need to begin to learn a lot and actually listen to people within the industry who know better, like you guys. Because most of them are full of themselves and they're not willing to listen. So even common mm. structures within our own enterprises, we fail to understand how we go by them. We don't know administratively what to put where. Like you were mentioning here and and all these things. Somebody, somebody's in the, in the industry, he is not aware of anything or how they have to go by to go. He just says, oh, I'm going to come out with my head. How are you going to get that? <laughs> so unfortunately, this is our situation as a country. And it's not just within music, football and the other areas. And this is why most of the things we have now is dying off. We are still trying to cling to the old glory. And tomorrow is no waiting for anyone. There's only ways for somebody who is prepared. Uh, I think one writer said somewhere that luck, there's nothing like luck. It only comes for those who are prepared hmm. for it. He said luck is like a bus. It never stops coming. So if only you are ready and you're at the bus stop, you'll join the next bus. But if you are not ready and at the bus stop, the bus will keep leaving you. So unfortunately, that is what hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much, Arafat, for, for, for those kind words and uh, pretty much straightforward. Um, and, and, and Kofi, I'll, I'll pick your thoughts on this particular one because this issue of um, some of our creatives or artists having a quote-unquote pride and not wanting to listen to anybody, it, it makes you wonder if you know all this conversation you're having is a lost cause. Because if you're going to have these conversations, like Nabeyi said, there were master classes that were held and some of them didn't show up. I mean, what is what is there for us to do? There's there's only much we can do <laughs> from from this side, Kofi. Um well there isn't much to say, you know, with that, especially if um it gets in the way of their own development, you know, which of course will affect uh the possibility of their tapping into setting opportunities at some point in the future. You know, but it's uh it's a culture I have experienced. Um, since 2015, I used to host a number of workshops with other people, um, workshops for artists or talent management, songwriting, audio engineering, record production, things of that nature. And I, I mean, I, I co-founded 
the Audio Engineers and Producers Association in 2015. And I remember there was a time we had like registered membership of over 200 people in Accra alone. And there was a time we had to like ask questions about days we should meet and discuss certain issues, you know. And a majority, like 85, 90% of people said uh, a particular Sunday. It happened a number of times. We met about four or five times, I remember. And um, I had to pay for a venue. I had to pay for refreshments with, I think, I, Panji, and a few other people. Like, we used to, like, basically scrap money together. All this stuff was from pocket, you know, free of charge. And you had people, we, I think, were expecting, like, some 40 or 50 people. We didn't want to, you know, uh, deal with large numbers at a go. Because, you know, sometimes it becomes, especially when you're tackling technical subjects, the smaller the number, the better it is. And, um, Charlie... It happened five times, you know. People turned up three hours late and out of like between 30 to 40 people we expected, maybe like 12 or 8 showed up. It happened a number of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's, I mean, (coughs) music itself is never the same without a setting level of, a a, a, a setting set, you know, a percentage of healthy ego. You know, there's a lot of braggadocio, you know, in entertainment. It's part of, you know, the, the vibe. You know, it's it's part of, of, of the brand and the imaging and all that stuff. It's part of it. But you see, when it gets in the way of your your development, you know, then it becomes a problem. So um, I think sometimes we just push the boundaries. I, I was a I was a resource person for Jules's um, process last yeah. year, mm. and then I think the first process was in 2017. I was also a resource person there, and. The one he had last year, I think he had a sponsorship from AudioMark. Was it AudioMark? Or... Yeah. <clears throat> I think was it was AudioMark yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember I remember the um, uh, the head of AudioMark for Germany was, was in town. The head for West Africa, who happens to be a lovely Nigerian lady, was also present. And I remember when she came in and saw the numbers, Jules was very deliberate about restricting the members you know because it was very much planned in such a way that it would be end to end okay from uh from idea development through to creating like a finished product you know he got people like manifest he got wallace he got akan he got ria boss as co-facilitators and some of them featured on some of the the songs that were made it was brilliant you know and um the lady was i expected to see more people and i think she understood that the I I can't remember how many, probably 20, 25 people or something. Just like, there's no way, even if you planned to do something like this in Nigeria, <laughs> that other people won't come crying. She said it was so, she said there were, there, were, there were situations where Universal Music and I think Sony Music had workshop. Like, so if it was a Sony Music thing and maybe they were expecting maybe like 80 people, a lot of people from Universal and their artists and their talent managers came to crash the event because everybody was hungry for mm-hmm. you know so i, I think um like baba sadiq said thought leadership is everything i think we need to reorient the way we even think collectively as a people it's part of the problem <clears throat> because <throat> when you express a creative idea it's just an extension of your essence everything about you how you think how you process information how you understand you understand what i mean yeah. so i mean all your strengths and weaknesses are brought to the fore as part of your expression you know so I, I think it's something that we need to uh, listen critically. Uh, but I mean, I've, I've, I've critiqued... Uh, the thing about me is I'm blunt, okay? 
um, I don't see, and I like people to be blunt with me. Like when I go out of line, I want somebody to pick up the phone and say, yeah, Kofi, what you did was crap. Da, 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 da. I, I appreciate it. Maybe I'll catch feelings, but I'll be like, nah, this person is onto something. That's how we develop. Each one teach one, right? But you have people who move to you. Oh, I need your, your thoughts about this. And I'm like, I've come to a point where I'm like, nah, I don't think you do. I think it's fine, even without listening to it, because it, it gets a bit worrying when you hear something that is genuinely not up to standard. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Yo, Kofi, I got a question for you. <laughs> so my brother, well, my brother, my brother and I and like a few other people were having like conversations about these things. And he said um, one of the people that we're talking with basically said that Ganyan probably don't understand the concept concept of that because it's for free and so they don't take it as serious so do you think that maybe if you would have charged people for this that the outcome would have been different because i'm still trying to figure out how to like go about these types absolutely now being absolutely i i do believe so but to a certain degree right because at a certain point it 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 doesn't serve as much anymore because there are some people who are genuinely hungry for knowledge who can't afford some of these things, you know? And and I think it's going to be unfair if um, the default way of thinking is, okay, I need to charge everybody a premium, get X, Y, Z, and it's fine. But you know what's funny? (laughs) That's where I'm at right now. There's no way you'd call me somewhere without putting putting a bag, and a hefty bag at that, by the way. You understand? Because I remember, man, and, and I totally get it. I have a friend, brilliant filmmaker, brilliant uh, philosopher type. Uh, he got frustrated in the creative space and went into real estate. And he told me in 20, 2007, it was like, Kofi, Ghanaians never place value on anything that's for free. And this guy never does anything for free. If he has your number and I lose your number and I call him, I'm like, yo, I need Nabehin's number. He'll be like, you owe me five CDs. Send it to me right now. If not, I'm not giving you the number. And I, I didn't understand it at the time. I was quite young. And he said, he said something that really, it struck me years later, interestingly. And he was like, if, I place, if you place the value of what it means for me to relinquish Nabeen's number to you, because perhaps maybe you were careless and lost that contact, the value on it is five CDs. Five CDs is better than zero. And you never forget. Mm, okay, yeah. It's yeah, not practical in every scenario, but given some of the things I just shared, I totally understand where that's coming from. And interestingly, that's where my mind is at right now. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Because um, um, <laughs> I'll tell you something that's really, really crazy. An artist hit me up. This was last week, early last week. Sent me a contract they had signed. Uh, they had signed a deal. After the fact, he sent me the signed contract that he had sent back and said, what do you think about it? And Charlie, guy, it was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible deal. Like, just like glancing, just glancing, you know, many red flags, like a 25-year retention period and yada, yada, yada. Even the majors don't do stuff like that. And I was trying to explain that to the guy that, why are you down sending this to me? Like, at least you should have asked the opinion of somebody who, like, knew their stuff, even if maybe you didn't have access to me or whatever. Yeah, you know, now they demand pressure, so I have to sign them quick and stuff. So I'm like, so what do you gain if I tell you this was a bad move? 
he started defending it. He started defending the contract. Until this day, it, it still beats me. Like, I'm, I'm trying to process what he was going through mentally. To sign a bad contract, it means he had committed to it. He had sent it back to the company and then decided to call me like two days after, gave me a copy, you know, of the contract and wanted us to discuss the contract. I was like, this guy might need some psychiatric, you know, assessments. Really? <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. And I told him, I was like, nah, this just doesn't make any sense. No matter how I try to analyze you know the situation so yes i do i do agree that um people need to invest in what they do okay investment can be money it can be your time if you're an artist what are you putting your time okay somebody goes to second uh, senior senior high school uh, that's what they call it now right senior secondary school senior high school they are assigned students they decide to continue their education they go to a university they specialize in some area maybe in the medical field they study for six years. After that, they 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 they, they do some uh, uh, pupillage, you know, and a doctor, you know, in a hospital before they can, you know, go out on their own. So that's like a solid 10, 12 years of constant nine to five. In fact, in many of the tertiary institutions in Ghana, the medical students and things, like when other people go on vacation, some of them stay a couple of weeks, sometimes months. They come home for like a couple of weeks or days and then they go back. And then the second semester starts. So now, you just they wake up, vibes and inshallah, shisha, here, they, 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 you know, they do anything. You're not working on your voice, not Charlie. It's it's terrible. We need hmm. to we need to take this seriously. We need to see it as a business. We need to realize that every moment of your waking life, at least, do, like allocate a, a a healthy chunk of of your the, the time in, in in your in your waking moments in a day to learning something about your craft or improving on hmm. when Can was we, the last time you. you heard talents that was so compelling you heard it and you were like damn who is this before black well to speak on your point about the contract thing i would say this if there are any artists or producers in this this chat right now please 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 for the love of god do not sign a contract just because you see the dollar amount please get an <laughs> no because I'm, I'm telling you like I have too many producer friends that sign terrible deals and their publisher does nothing for them and they're still stuck in it and they're still stuck in the deal. Like I have a good friend too. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the producer hit boy. He signed yeah, the contract. Yeah. yeah. He signed the contract back from like 2007, 2008 and he's still stuck in that same contract today. Wow. He's working on getting out. He's been working on getting out for the last few years, but yeah. So that's all wow. I'm gonna say about that. Con wow. Contracts are everything, and well, and, it's, and it's, well, even, we, it's speaking speaking. Hmm. You, you see, thought leadership, eh? Charlie, it goes a long way. We have the creative arts, um, um, act, right? Hmm. I think it was it was it was passed in Parliament. I think a year or two years ago, and they're still drafting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're drafting the legislative. Actually, they have drafted the first draft of the airline, the legislative instruments. I think mm. it, the, the, it's probably about a year ago, but it's sort of stalled, right? But even the Ghana copyright law, generally speaking, like if you take, uh, uh, let me not lose my, my train of thought so that I, I can land properly. Uh, thought leadership, right? We need mm. industry practitioners to level up so mm. that they can also have policy. Mm. Mm. You understand? Mm. Like if you see uh, the airline 1961, which is what... Uh, um, 
uh, the CMO is supposed to operate with, right? Mm. It, 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 it's very scanty. It doesn't cover neighboring rights, mechanicals, so and so, and it, it's 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 not clear when it comes to setting things. It doesn't it doesn't quite cover efficiently the fast evolving musical landscape we have today in the world. You understand? But these things won't move forward if industry practitioners do not level up. And the funny thing is, with the creative, um, the act that was passed and the airline that is yet to be like reviewed and, and, and also accepted and passed also, a chunk of it is about hack. A lot hmm. of creatives are not making money in Ghana. The government, they can't collect the little you have. Oh, Charlie, don't get crazy. Right now, they're the artists. See, if you guys don't go level up, you just was pack and start move, go to go into this. Because, Charlie, this country, it, it go hot, brutal for creative. It's good, it's going to be passed. But, Charlie, you know how... You see, certain things need to work. It's, it's always a two-way street, right? We need a certain level of accountability, even from the part of government and regulators or regulatory bodies. And how can you hold these regulators accountable if you don't understand the laws and legislations that police your area of practice? It's going to be a problem. Thank you, Kofi. Thank you, Kofi. Um, apologies to our uh, other speakers who are just joined in to contribute to the conversation. Uh, we're looking to wrap this up in the next nine minutes. Ima, good evening. How are you doing? Talk to us. Good evening, Oli. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Okay, so I wanted to add uh, just my two cents mm. to the conversation that is happening right now. Uh, earlier on, um, beat is it coffee beat minutes? He made mention of this. Um, is it gatekeeping or something yeah. like that? And yeah, yeah it's, it's so so true and very annoying at the same time. Because see, last year, yeah, I think Spotify had a master class or something like that also, right? So I was there. Yeah. These um, was it last year or this year? Last year, Treehouse. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Last year. So, so most of these uh, emerging artists, they reached out to me and it was like, bro, have you heard of this Spotify masterclass? I was like, bro, I have no idea on whatever thing that is happening. It was like, uh, but you're in the music space, you're an executive. I was like, bro, I don't know. So there's like this certain kind of circles that if you are not in, right, you don't receive mm. certain type of information. And it doesn't make sense. If truly we are pushing the culture and you, some of, some of us, like, we intend to gatekeep it. Like, bro, who gatekeep you at the end of the day? Are you, are you, are you, telling, are you suggesting that there is some kind of segregation in the industry? Yeah, bro. Like, it's it's so crazy, you know? Me like this, yeah? I have this couple of startups that are in a way I'm also using to push, especially upcoming artists. Mm. And I don't charge a penny for that, you know? People that mm. knows know about it. Then here answer you just send in there appropriate asset and also um the artists too they are also part of the problem bro who requested for press photos if you request for press photos, i'm trying to blend in the local language and everybody will be able to say yeah, if you request for true. press photos uh, some of these artists you are using bigger smartphones like iphone 12 and all those things but actually press photos not almost anymore it doesn't make sense how much is photo shoot bro how much <laughs> so you can't afford photo shoot or what you understand so it's like we are all part of this problem this conversation so but the, everything comes back to this gatekeeping it doesn't make sense why are you gatekeeping yet yeah, they watch that position in a way or you've gotten access to that information for a reason spread it across and actually push the culture if you're saying a nigeria marketing movie i see in AF and we are complaining they say oh my dominated chat because they have the information they are not gatekeeping shit you know so yeah, yeah that's my little send out to it thank you thank you and baba i want to ask this question why why is it that as Ghanaians 
we like to hold on to to things like 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 these. Like what's what's the problem? Because this is the first time I'm hearing something like this. I've I've heard a Nigerian journalist who I met at the Afro Nation event tell me that in Nigeria it's very it's very easy for for, for information to be shared. They don't they don't care about whether you use information for your good or not. They they share it regardless. And I look back at my country and I feel like it's it's a bigger problem. I mean, it's like as if you have been you've been given a visa to travel and you don't want anybody <laughs> to but we need this information. Like you said, we need this information, if not for spaces like these that are being held and conversations that are being held. Most people will not even know the kind of conversations that go on behind the scenes. Yeah. But yeah. people sit on this conversation, they sit on this information and they don't want to share. Why? Well, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I think that the factors are mixed. Um, of course, if you look at us Ghanaians, if you look at what's happening with law school, um, there's there's a thing about us where uh, once a, a privileged few get the opportunity, they try to control access to the opportunity they have because um, it sort of uh, um, gives them that importance and also enhances their value, <laughs> of course, because they are few. And so I can understand from that. But there, I've seen instances as well where beyond the Spotify's and all of that, it's heavily publicized. But still, people do not, I yeah. mean, people do not show up for it because, again, we've, we've, we've nurtured an industry that has largely run um, on, on insights and, and, and critical learnings of industry. And so it's more or less like, Charlie, business as usual, I'm we just move and everything. So there are a number of there are a number of ones, the bigger ones that are advertised. Nobody shows up. They don't show up. It's just few people that are motivated. And look, even in Accra here, even if this privileged few that we're talking about wants to control access to the opportunities they have, if you are determined and want in, you get the opportunity to. You will get the opportunity unless you are not motivated enough. You you will find your way around it. You will by all means try to put yourself into a circle where you know, unless you don't want it, you don't want it, uh, uh, you're not desperate about the opportunity or your ambitions enough. You'll find a way one way or the other. You would survive, you would swim, you will get it. The same way um, a PJ found his way through some of these things, you'll find, you'll get it. you call by somebody, you call by somebody, you call somebody. And in, anyway, across the world, the industry has always had um, a group that has been critical. And that's, what, that's where networking is important. That's where networking has been spoken mm-hmm. about a number of times. If you're just going to sit in your home, I, I saw somebody that says, um, um, the, the music, somebody made a, one of the first, first guys that's, that chimed in, talk about how, oh yeah, the, the music is, uh, is moving or something like that. And he liking it to black and Co and all of those things. And mm-hmm. I was here disagreeing because, if the music is brilliant and sitting in your home, you won't do anything. A number of these songs that have churned out and have done well are songs that follow through a particular process of ensuring that it lands with the end. You mm. know, so for anybody that's interested, you know, if I'm sitting down here today, if I really want something that bad, that bad, I'll find my way around it. It's me. Of course, we all can be like Sadiq, but really, if you are motivated enough to push it, you will know they are here building a relationship with Chumisi, Um, I've seen Sway around, I've seen Paul around, and every time I'm not sure it's a difficult thing. A number of people have reached out and built relationship with them. And in entertainment or creative industry, a lot of things relies heavily on relation your relationship. Mm. 
you cannot you cannot move the needle without having even where it's paid for it's a lot of it is relationship a lot of it is relationship so whoever you are what level you are even if you are part of the level one level two or level three of industry it's important that you avail yourself and build that um that connect if there's a small um, privileged few that you think are not opening assets, find somebody within this privilege and build a relationship with them. AKA, build your own connect with them. And then try to try to bother them one way or the other. People do not know this. Most of us, some of us came from mentorship in industry. We came through people that were in industry that held your hand because you had to. You, there was no way. And in the time that I came in industry, you know, be like now, assets have been democratized a great deal. You know, so they've got to find a way to build it. They've got to find a one way or the other, one, two, three, four. Till now, even with me, after years of doing it, I still seek out young people that essentially are on the come up and are building relationships with them. So how much more you that is you also coming up? So you've got to build relationships with the people. Those assets there, man on a silver platter, Joe, you you got to understand it and make peace with it. Build the connect and move with it. Mm, build a connect and move with it. Benny Kings, good evening. Where are you speaking to us from? Yeah, good evening. I'm in North Kanishi. All right, bro. Talk. Yeah, okay. So uh, here's what I want to say. As far as um, comparing ourselves to Nigerians and the rest is concerned, I just feel like what we're supposed to do is not like complain about them, but actually learn from them. Because like this industry, we're so used to doing things the same way. I was talking to a girl... Like, she's half German, and she's actually Congolese. And I asked her, like, how long she's been in Ghana? She says, two years. Okay, how does she feel about the whole entertainment industry, the music videos and everything, right? Because I'm an artist myself and a rookie filmmaker. So I wanted to know her opinion, because I feel like everyone is just doing the same thing. And what she just said to my question was, everything is repetitive. Everything is repetitive. And I couldn't even deny it, because it is so true. It's it's everywhere. It's not just the music. And we are so complacent with what, what we have right now. Back in the days, we had like very educative uh, TV programs like Home Sweet Home and the rest, which were actually like educational. Right now, we have Filipinos on our TV screen speaking in Chi. And I don't see how that promotes Ghana in any way. I don't see how that helps us. And who is in charge of these things? You get me? Put that one aside. We're so reluctant. We don't want to open up and learn new things. And people get mad when you compare like people like ourselves to Nigerians, which shouldn't be so because they're the ones doing the right thing. There's a saying that says, uh, follow who no road. Ato was yeah. talking and said, yeah, we really can't compare ourselves to Nigerians because they're busy doing that thing. We're supposed to be doing our thing. That is true. But as much as it's true to he made a reference that uh, they wanted to signed a Ghanaian artist and they weren't ready. They didn't look prepared. So they went to Nigeria. He made Nigeria a reference. That means Nigerians are actually doing something great that we're supposed to be learning from them instead of complaining about them. You understand? So I feel like Ghanaians need to open up more. We need to start thinking outside the box. Connecting with these people is what will bring us these ideas. Because if we're so used to following things that used to happen 20 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, and repeating it all the same, no one would get us, like, we'll never get that recognition because we look. it looks like we're chasing, we're chasing our tail. You get me? And about this gatekeeping thing, it is so true. Like, I don't even know how to make I explain them. So I belong to this community where it's an avenue for um, 
um, the the skate skate culture and skateboarding. You get me. And we have like a WhatsApp uh, WhatsApp platform where we all communicate and everything. If there's an event coming up, we talk about it, blah, blah, blah. But anytime you have like a very huge artist or somebody like relevant, like, oh, Memphis Depay showed up the other day and he showed up with a girl who actually has a song with Snoop Dogg and everything. And people don't even know this girl, right? Mm. And when he came, it's only a selected few from the group that were around. It has happened so many times. It happened with Kendrick. And I'm like, we're all in this community together, right? So how come some people get to see Kendrick and some people don't get to see Kendrick when we're like under the same umbrella? So even within that group, there is still another group. And that's like very mm-hmm. typical of Ghanaians. You get me? So me like this, I'm very tired about it. But also like uh, um, Mr. Sadiq said, if you really mean this, there's no way anything will stop you. But here's the thing. Like, sometimes before the information reaches you, that's in pass already. So you've lost that opportunity. You feel me? And that's the painful thing about it. But one beautiful thing about this city we live in also is Accra is a very small place. And everyone knows somebody that knows somebody. And at the end of the day, you find out that we all know each other. So I'm not really dismayed by these things when certain information doesn't reach me at the right time. Because I know definitely, like, I'll bump into somebody who has been waiting to, like, work with me for a long time. You get me? So mm. that's what I also have to say. We really have to learn from the right people, follow suit, and then also become, like, less selfish and everything. And our way of doing things are very, very old, you know. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Benny. Also, I wanna, wait, my bad. I just wanted to piggyback off of something that Sadiq has said real quick off of uh, building relationships. Building relationships is probably the most important thing that you can do in this industry. But I know personally from what I've seen firsthand and a few experiences, if Ganyans are less reluctant to try to build a relationship, if it doesn't involve some sort of money or something money. of that up front. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize that. Like, it didn't make sense to me until I went to Ghana and then I thought back to all the times that my mom was like, why are you doing this for free? When I first started coming up in the industry. And it's like, sometimes you got to do free stuff to build the relationship because mm-hmm. that's going to lead you to the actual bag. It's like, yeah, you can get this $500 or $1,000 right now, or you can build a relationship that's going to get you ten to $20,000 and even more than that later down the line. So that's all I'd say about that. Wow, wow, Charlie. Now, I would, I would create another space for just you, eh? Because it looks like there's a lot that we need to, to download from you. I'll, I'll create another space, maybe in the future, somewhere next week or something else. But I'll talk to you about it back up. Okay, sure, let me know. All right, let me let me speak to um, Vibes, Vibes Star GH. Vibes Star GH, good evening. Where are you talking to us from? Good evening, I'm talking to you from Nima. Ah, talk to my bro. Talk to me, brother. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yes, hey, I've been, I be dance all artists for Nima. I started this thing long time, but then mm. I don't get help. So I didn't want make you put away the big man for the industry. You know, make you put it help me with with my music. I have some couple of songs on YouTube, and that is what I'm. I'm here to only introduce myself because I have nothing I in front of the table of men. Thank you. Okay, so vibes. I'm gonna leave you on for sixty seconds. Take the opportunity to. Um, pin your your song or the link to your music on the Jumbotron 
so that people could um, take the opportunity to to listen to your record. I'm sure if it's great, they would they would give it the, the support. Okay, so I'm going to leave you on for 60 seconds so that you can do that. You you don't have to do that, right? No, you know? I don't really know how to do that, please. Okay, so send me send me a link or send me a tweet to your record in my DMs right now or to the Three Music DM, and then um, I'll have them pin it on top there. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bless you. Bless you. All right. Let me hear from, ah my brother Randy Ajay. Randy, Charlie, talk to us. Hello, Charlie, good let me, you can't talk more. If I can't talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> Charlie, how's it going? Thanks. Everything cool, brother. Talk to Thanks me. Opportunity. Yeah, I think sure. it's always really refreshing to you know be on these spaces, listening to people who have actually walked the talk. You know, I've gone through the fire, know it all, done it all. And, you know, it's, it's always a refreshing time to be here. But I think mm-hmm. one thing I keep hearing is, you know, government and policy, which is very, very essential. But, you know, it's true that relying solely on government and policy to bring about change can be you know, extremely limiting sometimes, especially in situations where government has proven time without number that structures and policies may take very slow, you know, to emerge and may not prioritize certain issues that we face. You know, in the industry, it today PwC makes us understand that the industry, the marketing, you know, the advertising industry, the media industry, is valued at a you know an amount of uh, 1.4 billion dollars, with a compound growth interest of 14 percent or 16. I'm not so sure. I have to go back and check. But if that's mm-hmm. anything by, how big is our ambition as a country, as an industry? How big is our ambition? we wouldn't sit and wait for industry or we wouldn't sit and wait for government, if I should say, to start triggering some of these things. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very, very essential. But we're already making some of these changes by our own. Other markets, even at the advanced markets like we see from here, are doing so much. And so, you know, when we hear, or when sometimes, you know, we hear, or personally, when I hear people talk about government and policy, I, I get a bit worked up. Because this is a country where the size of an Afro nation where, or a wilderland happens as regular as Christmas. Mm. You know, it's, it's, we live in a market where you probably can't see two of wilderlands in a year. Because <laughs> Sadiq would tell you, advertising spend is a bit over 300 in, a, in per annum. And that's, that's, if that's anything to go by, you know, how much are we making? How much are you getting so much that if you're starting a venture in a year or two, when you're not able to stand on your feet or even break even, you're hoping to get potential enough to pitch in and get people to come on board, maybe seed stage, maybe series funding or whatever you choose to call it. How many of us are going to get there? And so, you know, and when when we sometimes talk about these things, I, you know, I get slightly worked up. The other thing I'd like to end with, you know, is being professionally honest. We happen to be in a fix you know, in the industry. It's, I, I, I choose to call it a bit of an overdrive right now because mm. in as much as I would want a lot of progress, there's so much progress going on, on you know, on hindsight. But a lot of the things that need to change in the industry need to disrupt, not functional. A lot of the things we would hear from here, you'd organize spaces, would talk, would do the master classes. And one thing I'm sure everybody would say, I had a lot of ways or experts or speakers and not actual do. Look across traditional media, look across, you know, digital media, and who are we clamoring for? The people who make and make it seem like or sound like they're experts and all of these things. When we're actually, when they're actually people 
who can disrupt the space. A typical example is up until Global Citizen came into market. How did nobody think a simple thing of giving free water at an event was an experience factor? But mm. beyond that, there were people like, you know, Sadiq, Rudy, with Rave. That, there's been tons of people. Beryl House. There's been tons of people Hello. who are disrupted. Oh, I don't know. Hello. <laughs> Randy, continue. Please, until I ask you to speak, please do not interfere. Or right, just... right. Right, right. Thanks. And I think I think most of the times the reason why we happen to be in this bubble is because of that professional honesty we like. There are people who are innovators in market and there are people who execute in market. What the market needs right now is innovators. There are a lot of executors, and it's why we're where we are. Because there's nothing almost new coming in. The very people who are innovating at the very top of it are either crashed down by the macro economies in the market or by the personalities and would sit, I'm sorry, but would sit and talk about the space and how we can, uh, you know, get for this and everything. When we, the people who make the space ourselves, are not professionally honest. I can tell you an, a problem that personally I noticed, I noticed some few days ago where, you know, people were talking about the new crop of executives that are, you know, filling industry and everything not being honest enough. Because you go to Twitter today, somebody told me this, you go to Twitter today, somebody sounds like an expert, you go to their office, you seek opinion on something and they can't tell you. I'll tell you a story of how a Grammy artist walked into an office of, you know, uh, one of these companies and, it, it, you know, the reports that came out was pretty, was pretty alarming. And so if we as people are not honest enough to make it known to other, this is where we need help with. This is what we need to do. These are the things that we need to focus on. We're not making any headway. I had a personal encounter with one of the big music companies that came into town because apparently, you know, I had spoken to uh, one of the bosses when they were entering the market and my name had come up for, you know, recommendation a couple of times. And I reached out to one of the local reps here, knowing and understanding that once they're expanding to Ghana, there'll be the need to get a you know, local team. And so I reached out to this person. First thing they asked me to do was send in your, uh, what you call it, your resume, which I did. Miraculously, after I sent my resume, they're like, yeah, we're not hiring. Not knowing to this person, I was talking to the, the, the person who was leading whatever expansion project into this market. And the person was asking me, oh, so right now, how do I see this person in the market? So I think they can move the needle enough for the business in the country. And this is somebody who leads at a very, very crucial to be able to put fellow Ghanaians on. But they will come and sit on these spaces and talk like, yeah, we don't know what is wrong when we actually know who are the problems. <laughs> Some of these things right. don't take us any way. Like, finally, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure a lot of us, probably, I don't know, a lot of us will hear about this, but those, those you know, a bit of, you know, uh, uh, talking over the industry in the last, you know, December period where people feel like certain things happened because some locals didn't, you know, do certain things right. But right. I'll tell you for a fact, a lot of the reasons why we are stuck where we are, holy, I can point you and we know ourselves, honestly, mm. we know the reasons why we're not where we are. It's mm. not because of an Olele, it's not because of a Beatsman, it's not because of a Sadiq Wanato. We know why we are not where we are. If we're not professionally honest as people, I'm sorry, we're probably going to be stuck in this bubble for the next 20, what, 30 years. Hmm.
<laughs> Asemo, Ejimano so, as we go do one. Priceless, welcome, Charlie. Take it away. Thank you, bro. Um, <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you, my brother. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Kofi Hamad is like, spot on at that point. He said, he, he, he make like only vibes nowadays. And honestly, that's the feeling. Like, it's pretty much just vibe about getting things done. Even, even Sadiq said it, it's like, uh, it's not business as usual anymore. You know, people are people are playing too much. Like I, I feel like we're wasting too much time doing the things that are not necessary. Look, I heard Kofi talk about or Panji or something like that. Try to get me right. But he spoke about how um, Ambule, yes, Panji, Panji, how Ambule took on a free gig so he could have his band like perform every weekend so they perfect their craft and then when it's time to go out there, like they are on point. So like tell you, and it, it brought to my it brought to mind the fact that. We know they like collab, you know. Way back, I, I saw Sammy Black and DJ Breezy work together for music, music for, for mm. black for mm. And you could see, you could see, like at first, you could see Sammy Black do it alone and whatnot, and it would take time, a bit chair, all that thing, all those things. And then you saw DJ Breezy coming at a point, and he comes to master sometimes during the beat. So Sammy Black records, and later Breezy takes the whole night or a few nights to master. And you could see that it, it felt. Even if we didn't, if I couldn't tell the sound difference at the point, I could just feel that it was much better because you have two minds, not just one mind working on like one. At the point, if, if you are doing things right, you, you get to move fast because you have speed. You have someone doing work in the day, someone taking over at night. Both minds work together. We know they like color. I don't get it. There's, we're, we're, we're too individualistic. Like, I don't know, but Ghana, it's like everybody just want impact, like me, pet. People are talking about how people are in places and then they are trying to close the doors or not do stuff or or, or cut corners. <laughs> Bro, we need to collaborate. That's there, there's no nobody can say it any better than Charlie we for collaborate. Mm. Nothing has said it. I, I think most mm. everybody has. We need to collaborate. Somebody was saying that the industry professionals need to get into the creative arts and try and um put their expertise. Look, we need to collaborate. We, we can't we can't do anything beyond collaborating. And practice, be how do you practice? Not not to, not not to take the win out of Brazil, but uh, one can also argue that, you know, they suffered a betrayal of the same collaboration, you know, they collaborated the number of projects and then there was either backbiting. I'm even trying to, to, to get to, because then when collaboration comes in, we have to be honest. Right. Collaboration runs with honesty and that's mm. another big problem. Two producers work together, and the one who's probably the main, the primary producer, doesn't want to give credit to the other person. They don't even want to acknowledge them. They don't even want to have them written in the speech sheet. An artist gets someone to play a, a trumpet, this, that. They don't want to pay them. They don't want to give them the two to four percent they are supposed to get in every year, even though you pay them a flat fee. They don't want to, like, we are not collaborating again because we are not honest with each other. I think there's people that want to collaborate, people that are open to it, to even doing free things and reap the benefits later. But like you're saying, the honesty is also not there. Like, if I'm going to collaborate with somebody and I'm, I'm going to have to dedicate my resources, um, I, I need to have honesty on the table. I need to know everything from, like, from A to Z, what's going to happen, okay, how's it going to run? I can't can even inform my decision to go ahead and collaborate or not, not just how flashy it looks, you know, because if you know what goes on behind them after the music, you know that it's not just be big artists, but later you go make money, you go still sustain what you do, like, can you come, you know, that kind of thing. The honesty factor right. is also missing. There's so many people with so many issues. Even if you look at, if I even point out that P2 and 5-5 or whoever, or, or, or all these issues that have come up, like, just for recent memory, we have an issue with honesty. 
And I just don't get it. Most of the time, people come together to work for free, together to make a cause, like to a cause and make money together. How how are you running away from being and not enabling your environment, your atmosphere, the, the, the people around you, so you can even do better, do more, so people can drag you those the few Ghanaians are in high positions. How how can they bring you along? Because bro, like you be Ghanaian, you be Ghanaian, so and you're not, you're not being honest. Like how do we go on from there? We need to be honest, like and then collaborate. If we don't do that. Bro, we, we really won't get anywhere. Our mindsets need to change. Our attitude needs to change. I think that that's the first place. If we're able to change that, we always say that we went, we went to Pope as the next generation, bro, it gets worse and worse. Like, it, it gets, it, bro, if you look at your parents, right, and there's things you complain about, and you look at your mates now, tell me it's any better. Like, you, you, you tell me, like, tell me you have hope. It's crazy. Like, I was telling somebody in a queue yesterday that, look, bro, I, I was, was going to get prepaid for this one power at home right and i've been in the queue for right. a few minutes like me i don't mind because i don't even want to get anywhere good the time i was there and there's an old people in the queue they've they've no they've been there actually waiting their turn no stress and this young guy probably around my age just a bit older than me come someone just finishes but i'm like oh, oh me who in and i was like okay thank god when who in them next thing i know <laughs> he found a younger guy ahead of all of us trying to buy for him and and another man asked ah but i'm going to talk there for then I, I I stretch my neck and I see the guy saying, oh, I hear him saying, no, he's what he's buying, he's buying for the guy. And I'm like, boss, you mentor, like, what all did I just call? And everybody was mm-hmm. like, ah, but Papa, this year now, why are you trying to? It became a whole thing. The guy was not even shy. I was like, oh, I'm the man, so I'm talking Bro, we are not getting anywhere with this. It needs to change. It needs to change. Then we come to the issue of representation. See, today, today alone, I don't even know why today is a Sunday because today is like a Monday or something. I've had two conversations back to back people trying to get materials through and i've had issues with the representation someone sends an email and it's just the attached audio and that's it like like i'm supposed to be superman mm-hmm. and just figure out what mm-hmm. they want want me to do what they want it's crazy look i listened to a sink i think a news provider who used to sink in, in canada one time i was talking about how um if he asks you to send this you know and you send a different thing you're not even going to get a response like don't even dream about it you know, and the fact that if you present, if you, if you brought up a demo for them to listen and they liked it and the production team approves it, so they pick the sound and they come back and you're saying, oh, uh, okay, that was a demo. This is like a proper, they're like, no, we, we like what we listen to. Like, that's what we are signing off on, not on what you are saying, because that's not what the production team listen to. And we move with speed. Like, mm. bro, you, know, you, you get me? Like, we have issues, deep set issues. So if, if we are moving like this, someone said, oh, they don't know how to send. They never got respond for an email they sent with their music videos going out for like so many years. I'm like, ah, why? Send screenshot. He sent a screenshot and it's just no to the videos attached. And that's, I'm like, boss, me self I'll be your party. I'm not going because I know they owe you. I probably they get whoever they send you mm. probably they get emails like this trying to plug other people's videos on. And it's an international channel. It's not be like even to the same countries with them. We say, oh, oh, this be like no. How you go re- and go respond? So I draft. I draft an email on WhatsApp, text it to him, and he does it. He texts me back into the email, then be human being. Then don't be robot. Somebody will feel that say you be spam or you be scam or something. So then we just move your message to trash or junk. Boss, we, we need to get our game on point. If, if you only you did it right now, you won't plug Ghana man. Ghana man not game game on point. You know if you go argue Ghana man in case for whoever you do. Like you go look stupid. So you, you should take timing. No, 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 no. You can't exactly. shine. But if another country man come, everything we're on sending me on the video, oh, find the music here, link me, social media, yeah. if you can hear pictures, bro, you know, you, you know, go talk. 
Your yeah, people say, look, make you talk for yeah. a second. Then go approve on it. Quick, 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 quick. So that's why we have the issues. People, they complain, global season, why the Nigerian guys can't perform? And they're going to, but who is your representation? Who reached out? Who networked? Who did that? Who that like, what will they do? So if you know, be say, then they call you, oh, we go pay you. You know, go if you reach out. Like, wh- why are we always saying Nigeria? Bro, they are doing the best minimum of things that we are not doing and doing the biggest things we are, we are also not even like going to be able to do. So they are doing everything at the ladder. It's not like they are doing the big things. The smallest thing, like some text or an email, a phone call, or proper, like, BBM, they are doing it, and they're also doing the big moves. So you are, you've lost from even before the game starts. Even though hope is not lost. But we need to get a presentation on point. You cannot just, oh, and again, oh, Charlie, here, they stop, they do what? Bro, we move. We did 2023, freaking 2023. Like, it's not even, chat GPT just come, see what they go on. You did, you did, you did back in when we did listen, we did watch by the far side, and we did go find world entrance. No, no, we forgot we for <laughs> that game. Please, I tell somebody in the DMs, bro. I tell many people in the DMs, bro. The internet be free if you come to Twitter, if you go, 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 go find something. How to type, how to send email. But if I the six years, I they go to a hey, bro, me tell me, I they type the thing. People they talk to you, don't do that because you go feel fast. Yeah, the internet day there, YouTube day there, YouTube be YouTube university. Like, go type something, left the Twitter agenda boys for a few minutes, go find something. You know, go learn something. Go, would they be grabbing you or why would they slack? Why? So, mm-hmm. we always go talk about these things and I won't do this. And I you talk about the charts, how they are going. Bro, sometimes if somebody register for Niger, I actually did Ghana, you did Shima. We go count them as maybe like Ghana. It's not even it's not even that deep because it's not geo, geologue. Like, we register on Norway. So, we call America, cry, they count them as Norway. No, they go count them as, oh, you did America, you Shima. So, American stream one. Like, it's simple things like this, you know. Straightforward. Okay. I'll be honest on this because mm. we always talk about people talk about we talk plenty no solutions, but we need to sometimes put this. Obi can say you don't do things if they come. People know one learn. People know artists will tell you you belong. I've heard it so many times. Artists know one here. Bro, in some of these Spotify and vibrations with the go masterclass, people mm. will come. Ten minutes, them 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 bored, then they go. Then they go, yeah. They go outside, then oh. we go blow, uh, hit a blunt. Oh, yeah. go pick a phone call like this, boss. Like we are not getting anywhere. We need to do better. Finally, Accra is not Ghana, my my my, my people. Like Accra will be Ghana. If you can't use Accra's insights for everything you want, there's so many free people talk about money, money no day, and blah blah. I get it, but even the free things, the free avenues, you don't access them properly. Because you send somebody a text, an email, or you type behind. The person say bring pictures. You know, you know, send. You know, if they send what's um what's that quality pictures. You don't get clean version. You don't get wave and MP3 format of your song. They don't master make some properly. You know, so even the free free platform startups who they try build and plug you because someone use Sicano. The quality they send be our so they can't put you on. They're trying to build something. So you know they access the thing prop. How? How are you go get access? The only day they try and talk Sakura they try come white and whatever. That'd be the same place you they try go. Okay, go there. But then go watch Sakura before they go watch you. Because even if you know they do ratings with all these avenues for here that much, so your business to go die mainly based on ratings. People still want to get the top of the top, so you need to also find a way to get in from somewhere. Get you, your get get, get get you from somewhere. somewhere. The the little details, prices. I mean, how to level. I mean, I may have to hold you down here so that um, I'm finished. Yeah, I'm finished. Yeah. Basically, I'm finished. But that be um, we need to up our game. Yes. Basically, yeah. Basically, Th- thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the words so sweet. Uh, 
I'm sure in the subsequent spaces, um, I'll, I'll give the opportunity to 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 speak more on that. Um, I, I think I have someone from Nigeria, Sami Amor. I hope I got that right. Sami Amor, your hand has been up um, for a while now. Good evening. And um, talk to us, please. We need to really <laughs> learn from them. But I'm a Ghanaian. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're a Ghanaian? Yes, I'm ah, a Ghanaian. I don't know they're going to jump like that. Too. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so um, I'm an upcoming artist and then I want to get a little exposure. But looking at the way things are going here in Ghana, the big men are all trying to, you know, give a figure or cap on something before they allow you into their space. I just want to know if there's a new platform that pushes young art like us out there with the kind of talent that we have if there's any please let me know i mean there are there are a number of them one of them i can speak of is uh boomplay if you head to boomplay's office i think there is a starter kit or starter pack kit um okay. they, they share with you um jimmy c is not on the line i would have um i think kojo is somewhere here but um yeah look for tune tweets or kojo aite all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know Boomplay has got something like that. Ima Apiaje, he was on the space not too long ago. He has. He also has like a, a startup sort of thing for, um, you know, rising stars like you. Okay. 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 Look out Thank for them. All right. Thank yeah. you. And then shout out to all my Ghanaian. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. All right. Now let me hear from um, Kwame. Kwame Mriku, good evening. Where are you speaking to us? Your hand has been up, Kwame. Okay, Kwame, I think you're not ready. Let me go to AMJ, bro. Oh, okay, there you go. Kwame, can you yeah. hear me? Yes, quickly, please, quickly. I can hear you. Yes, talk to us, please, quickly. Okay. Okay, Kwame, Kwame is not ready. I have to I have to wrap it up. It's, it's, been, it's been close to three hours now. Um, Jean, you're the last person I'm going to come to, but let me take AMG Bronx. AMG Bronx, you have 60 seconds. Okay, I've, I've, lost, I've lost AMG Bronx. I'm not too sure. If you can even Jean, good evening. Hi guys, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, why are you speaking to us? I'm in Germany right now, but yeah. I am Ghanaian. And, you know, I've lived in Ghana like for six years, all in all. So I went to GSS in Ghana and from 2017 to 2020, I lived in Ghana as well. I was pursuing, I mean, I'm still pursuing music, but like in town. So like my perspective is, of course, I always have the privilege of being able to just get on a flight and leave, right? Mm. Um, but from my perspective, I feel like when I released my demo originally in like 2014, I had so much hope for the industry because I, from deep within me, I felt like got like not Ghana specifically, but African artists got next. And for someone that grew up in a very white country, and at the same time, you kind of you don't fit in here and it's not like you're American. So you're not going to fit in over there. And I did live in London, but it's again, all roads come always led back to Africa. And for me, that was gone. And being around other artists was so incredible, valuable to me. And I know that we have so many complaints about what they're doing, what they're not doing, mixes and masters. Some of them I'm even guilty of myself. Right. Mm. So like, I, I understand like the, what the artists need to be doing. I understand that. But I also understand how easily people forget how violent executives are when they are breaking the spirits of creators. There's a mm. reason why musicians in the country are so defensive when it comes to their art. There's a reason why they're not competing on a level 
or like uh, on the global standing because they're not even they don't even have a chance to be vulnerable in Nigeria, for example, right? Mm. The sheer number of them gives them little niches where they can find their own sound and push their own agenda. Like one of our biggest artists or a lot of our more successful artists are that successful because they have found a foothold in Nigeria. Some of the people, like my, the majority of my listeners are Nigerians. I've had Nigerian executives write me and tell me they wish I was Nigerian. If I was Nigerian, my career would be completely different, right? So mm-hmm. again, I, us comparing ourselves to Nigerians or kind of putting musicians in this position where they are, they are only the problem. We're forgetting about our culture and how small Ghana is and how if you want to know what's wrong with musicians and why there's music when it comes to lyrically or why they're not as daring or as competent or as confident as their Nigerian fellows is because every corner you go to, you sit in a room with these executives when you're coming up and they'll tell you who you should be sounding like. Before we knew who Thames was, before we knew who Omale was, before all these things were happening, there were artists trying to push an international sound, right? Whether or not they're extremely gifted, we can't pretend that the, every single Nigerian artist that has break, broken through is incredible vocally or lyrically or they have the best team. It's not just about that. It's about the fact that somebody said something about collaboration and working together. But the executives that will take that step, right? It doesn't matter if a musician is confident because, again, also in this room, it has been mentioned, oh, yeah, the artist will come and they won't have a manager or they will not, whatever is going on. So, again, it's not just about the artist. The artist can be brilliant. But if they can't work with executives that understand or are ready to take that risk, I have personally been in rooms with executives. Like, I've been fortunate enough, like Kofi, for example, he's given me some of the best advice I'll probably ever get in my career, period. But I've also sat in rooms with people that were trying to tell me what I should be like, right? Instead of trying to build the next coca-cola they were trying to tell me i should be an off-brand coca-cola or i need to show more skin or oh what you're wearing is nice you should like should show more like i get it sex appeal sells i get that but until we actually are realistic about the environment that musicians go through on their journey and how that breaks their spirit from executives trying to turn them into an off-brand coca-cola um, from the team not actually supporting or the executives not making the moves they're supposed to. I've spoken to people that have broken Ghanaian artists in regards to like, they, are ma- they have mainstream artists that are considered very successful in Ghana, have won artist of the year or whatever. I spoke to them maybe four years ago and they're like, oh, I love your music. You're so blah, blah, you're this and that, but I don't know what to do with you. L- literally hit me up um two three weeks ago talking about oh yeah you know things have changed now the industry's ready blah, blah, blah. and then trying to bad like i don't know if they felt like i will feel good but trying to bad mouth tempts to me as if like you know you don't know what that girl had to do um or uh, it's not for music trying to you know the illuminati stuff and whatever and whether it is true or not <laughs> that's not that, that that's not supposed to be your selling point because when i was around when i was in the city and i was watching my fellow artists pushing their music and i was pushing my music and we were going into these meetings nobody wanted to hear about an international stage being made available to african artists nobody wanted to hear that 
Nigerians never looked at their country and were like, okay, this is where we're going to stay. They, in, in, they, the moment they had even a tiny bit of success and realized they have the internet, they were like, we are, we are out of here. Yeah, yeah, we're taking everyone here with us, but we're out of here. There, there are artists that have blown in like different countries, have their own little cults in, in different countries that are not mainstream. They're underground, but they're internationally underground. There's a big, big difference in how like Nigerians and Ghanaians treat this music thing because who we are as a person, if you even look at our school system, that's who we are. Right. We have seniors who try and tell you what you're supposed to be doing and what you're not supposed to be doing. You don't listen to them. Either they'll suppress you or they'll ignore you. That's just what it is. We have artists right now that are, I don't know, raking in 400,000 monthly listeners that are doing stuff with Mugla and whatever. How many times does Ghana talk about them? How many times do we pivot when it comes to artists that are actually doing it? And uh, the last thing I wanted to say about this is this is not even about me. I guess I obviously I'm a musician obviously I have big ambitions but I've also accepted that I am more than just my music I am everything I want to be and that's why I do so so many different things but my point again is if we don't have the stomach for this industry let's not talk about it right if we don't have the direction let's not talk about it because it's not just about stage presence it's not just about executives it's the whole thing you need to be able to pick artists that you really really fuck with heavy and you need to go all the way with them george Britton is an ex amazing example look at what he did with camido he never let go he pushed this i've known that uh, george Britton has been pushing the same artist for years and before it was camido and there was another artist and i think they've split ways and apart from that i haven't seen him work with anyone that excessively Right. So beyond talking about what needs to be done, what should be done, let's look at who we are as a people. And also let's remember whatever role you have, if you really are in this music industry and you're not holding a mic, who is your artist? Hmm. Who is your artist? Because everything else, it be chat. You don't have to work with every single artist. Pick your artist. And then make sure they get everywhere they need to go to. Because trust me, none of these Nigerian artists are like, oh, we're doing this for Nigeria and we're doing it. No, they pick their artists and we're like, we're not stopping until we win everything. And that is how they are where they are. So pick your artist and don't continuously jump ship or try to break people to fit your narrative. That's what I had to say about this. Fire, fire. A lot of fire there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gina. And, uh... We'll look to bring this to an end. It's been a fantastic conversation. Um, I've seen Camido asking for the mic. I would want to do him the honors to have him speak on this matter or whatever he wants to contribute to the comments. Camido, good evening. How are you doing? Hi, good evening, guys. Been on, the, been on the page and I was just paying attention and listening and learning mm. from some of the things that you guys were sharing. I think it's a brilliant conversation. Um, I just wanted to say, um, I think the lady that spoke, um, before me, Jean, like she, she, that was like a brilliant, um, submission and I've learned a couple stuff from, you know, the conversation. Um, all I want to add is that I am about, I am about, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. All right, cool. I am about consistency and knowing that marketing is like a God when it comes to products. You know, and that's one thing I put on my head. Um, I just want to cite an example. When I first put out a record called Sugar King, uh, 
I know, like, I, like I've received so many criticisms with regards to the fact that it sounded Nigerian and is this and is that and is that. I really didn't pay attention to any of that. All I knew was I had a product that was like of, you know, um, international standards and uh, marketing yeah. it constantly. Obviously, we had support. But then after we made the record like a global hit, um, I want to be able to tell people that like we need to we need to criticize ourselves, but it has to be constructive. You can't be killing people's spirit. Like an artist like myself, who is like making efforts, like, you know, making quality products. And then you are, you are, you are turning. Like, I feel like a lot of the times the pandics, like the people that sit on TV, they say things that uh, kill artists, um, you know, morale. Do you know what I'm saying? Morale. Like, and, mm. and I feel like, very unprofessional people sit on TV to criticize. They don't even know shit. They don't even know like like much about the stuff. They only feel like they've been in the game for long. So then, therefore, they qualify that they sit on. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we're putting these people, and they're speaking on TV, which means that it goes far. They're speaking on radio, it goes far, and people are listening, and it becomes the order of the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, people are saying, mm. "Oh, shouldn't we be doing?" Bro, I feel like this is the wave. Um, if our predecessors had done the work, high life would have been the main topic being discussed globally. Now, African music generally is called Afro beats, bro. And like, whether we like it or not, that is how Afro, Afro, um, sorry, African music is being termed. So, um, mm. the easy, the easy way is to jump on that wagon and promote, like put ourselves in there and promote. We have a lot of artists from Ghana who, who are doing well musically. The rest is for us to really now accept them as our people because it's like if you're saying your child, whether your child is a thief or not, he or she is still your child. Do you, do you know what I mean? Right. I'm still Ghanaian or this person is still Ghanaian. So at the end of the day, when we make money outside, we're bringing it back to our country. I'm not buying a house in Nigeria. I'm not buying a house in Kenya to stay there. I'm staying in my country. I'm spending the money in Ghana. So I, I just want to say that all I want to add is that um, consistency is important, you know, and marketing is important. If we deliberately market our, our shit, like I said on radio one time that um, I've heard the story of how Nigerian music evolved. Ghanaians used to dominate their space. They got up one time and said, you know what, how are these guys doing it? And they are very fast. They learn from us. Like, like if anything pops up, they capitalize on how best. And that's why when I make a record, for example, I tell you, when I made Kaba, a lot of people said, oh, it's not going to... It's not going to be a big song because, you know, you spoke a lot of the local language. That's dumb. Now, mm. like, I can tell you, Ashake is doing the same thing. Coupled with the resources, he's done it. He's taking it. Like, the mm. white people are singing um, yoga, yoga, malosh, whatever it is that they're saying, but they're singing it without even understanding. And that's the secret of music. So when we make music, let's cherish the beauty of the, the art and let's stop over-criticizing our artists, bro. We don't, like, a lot of the industry people want you to do shows. They don't want to pay you. How do they expect them to sit on TV again and criticize your videos? They criticize your, your, your looks and all of that. I'm like, it's a cycle. We need to appreciate one another in the cycle. That's the only way we can all, like, do you know what I mean? It's value chain. So if, if you mess up one, be sure that it's going to come back to you and you're going to be messed up. So... Bro, enough of the, the, the backlog talks and all of that. Let's hold each other's hands, bro. It's Ghana. We're marketing Ghana. When the when the gigs come to Ghana, bro, put the people on. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's hold each other's hands and we can do this shit, bro. I feel like we got it.
you know, I feel sad when I see, when I go out of the country to do shows and it's like, probably I'm the only Ghanaian or maybe a few Ghanaians are there. Promoters are booking Nigerians more. Why? Because their they are, they are, they are music is, we need to play more here. We need to market, like, I just feel like when we put our hands together, we can do this shit. Enough of some of the things that have happened in the past, we can't dwell on that anymore. We got the people, mm. we got the artists, people are hungry enough. Like I think Mr. Sadiq said, if you're hungry enough and you want the information, you will get it. And there are artists like that. Do you know what I mean? So Sony's making coming to Ghana to make a camp and it's like, I get in there and it's like three Ghanaian artists who are there or producers. All of them are flying in from Nigeria. What's happening, bro? In our own space, Universal, same thing. It's like, and somebody said, oh, the artists are not serious. You know, it all falls back to the orientation that these people kick-started with. So it's like, I feel like I appreciate you guys for putting this together, but there are still hungry artists like me. I'm hungry, and that's why every day, like, I, you see me, I put in efforts. I need all of that. Like, if you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I just, to end, I... I want to say that consistency is important. Those of you who are artists or producers, um, we have to work. It's not all, all about upfront money. It's not all about you, you get money. Like there's so much that when you put your shit together, you can be making publishing. You can be making so much after the record makes like makes it out there, you know. So give artists chances to work with you. Knock out, mm. make music. Stop limiting yourself to Ghanaian. Like you're trying to make Ghanaian sound or you're trying to. Make the Ghanaian sound, tap into the internet. Now it's global. Everyone is listening to us. So tap into their sound, but speak your language. Tap into the sound, speak your language, or do, you know, videos should be, reflect your culture, whatever it is that we can do. But it is from Ghana. They have to know. She, you know, everywhere, no? Like, that is what sells us more. But don't think, is our don't think that, is don't our... think that when you are playing the same thing that Ophelia Ponsa was playing before, that's what is going to sell you. You can sample it, you can do the right things and sample it, but tap into the sound. The world is growing and the sound changes every time. And you realize that Nigerian producers kick, they kick into that so quick. But but I'm not saying that we don't do that. We do that too. But we need to capitalize on these things. What the world is like growing to is, for example, everyone is using digital and you want to stick to analog. No one is going to, to, to be on your shit, you know? So um, I just think that we need to put our hands together don't enough of criticizing each other backbiting each other to another person and to another company and all that shit bro let's grow let's grow i mean all right yeah. thank you thank you very much the boy Camilo. um those of you who are hearing Camilo for the first time he has a, a project out you want to go check it out it's uh, lifetime is not enough the six song ep go check it out and support the brother um thank you guys for joining us in this fantastic space i'm sure my my family members are already calling me out. I'll deal with them later because this video sort of ended about two hours ago. But you guys have stayed tuned and I enjoyed every bit of it. And I hope you guys have learned something today. I, I just pray that we don't come back to this space talking about the same thing over and over again. I'm sure most of you have picked up a few things that you want to add or subtract to make your career, you know, worth it. And for those of us in the, um, shall I say, the other uh, wing of, of, of the space. We are also doing our best to learn as much as we can to advance and progress the culture. There's only much we can do. So do your best and then let's leave the rest to God. It will be everybody will go blow. But when you get the opportunity, make the best of it. So I want to say a big shout out going out to Kofi for uh, joining me. Um, I had Chumisi from Boomplay. 
Um, Trim tweets, yeah, go follow him. Um, he's not on the panel at the moment. I think he's down there somewhere. Um, I had Atul Kilson as well on the space. Thank you so much. I had Baba Sadiq joining me as well. Uh, I had a few of my friends also um, join me as well. Next week, we'll be back with another exciting episode. Um, hopefully, it's an insightful one that you can take one, um, home. And um, do well to join us tomorrow, all the way to Friday, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. We will come away, come away with a culture daily. Um, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Jay Foley, myself, Cyril, and Lenny Lomoti. Totally leadership conversations surrounding our entertainment uh, industry. And um, I'm sure, definitely, you would you would be glad you tuned in. I mean, morning conversations these days on radio is depressing. So you can catch us on class at 9.9 FM. We still cast the show and then you can be a part of it. Uh, thank you guys for staying tuned. The conversation is recorded. So if you're looking for something to listen to, in the course of the week, you can always come back to the Three Music Networks page on Twitter and then you can play it back. See you same time next week. Bye bye.